0: Is it okay I pressed it already? I don't give a shit, man. Yeah, yeah, put it on record, yeah. That's the one you're recording on, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Oh no, I, I would dude, hope so. Anyway. Listen, I got so pissed off because the shure is the one that everybody uses. Yeah, it is, yeah. Everybody. Uh, Crystal, Rogan, next every, every for It's not. the golden uh, Howard Stern uses the shures. Yeah. It's the golden standard. What, uh, why 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 didn't you like it? No, no, so so this so, so this is what happens, right? So I I write an email to the store. See, well, me and... Okay, so this is what went down. So me and Mikael, uh, we were trying to get a hookup from the store because mm-hmm. it's a pretty big amount of equipment that we're buying. And the reason very good that I did it... See, this is this is what I had to convince people too is that there's a lot of people that order like online, you know. I used to be a deal hunter as well. I uh, I used to go on Okidoki.ee. That's the one, the <laughs> yeah. shitty one, right? And I would try to get that because I was poor as shit. So I needed to get the best... Like a PlayStation wasn't in my realm until I needed to find the broke guy who just put it up like 10 a.m. You know, he yeah. puts the ad up 10 a.m. So, so the all fucking- the nerds are at school. So they haven't noticed it yet. So I get to him first because I'm a loser at home, not going to school. So it get that's how I got my PS3. I was like, get a deal by messaging him first and being like, well... You have it for one seventy five, but to be fair, it's the older. I make some bullshit up. It's the older model, one fifty, right? Um,
1: That's the the Jew inside you, man. It's fucking. Oh, uh, and it's
0: not only that. It's the just grift. I've always been like that, but at that time, I just mm-hmm. needed to be poor. But what I learned by buying this equipment is that you know uh, we need a warranty if we're gonna let Daniel Weinberg's near this board. It's gonna be sprayed with whatever is coming from his hair have you noticed if he moves his oh, head yeah. oh, quick God, yeah, yeah. like dust <laughs> comes off <laughs> but also like you like paying a bit extra it's you Absolutely. have to you have to. so it has a warranty yeah. and that's why but just we,
1: quality wise even you know?
0: yeah but i used to be uh, uh, uh when i went to australia that was my see w- what i discovered in because in estonia the second hand retail market very small like you can see um the most valuable in 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 not not retail, but what's the second hand sorry secondhand market uh, what's very useful in secondhand is if uh, uh, if you you don't need to be a nerd to do good secondhand deals and make money that way by hustling people a little bit mm-hmm. you know it is a hustle I'm not being I'm not bragging like I haven't ripped people off i've I've hustle people too. When I used to, uh, especially when I moved to Australia, just because in Estonia it's uh, like the Apple products. That's the best secondhand market ever. Mm-hmm. Apple, because it's not it's not because it takes the emphasis off the f- uh, hardware. You know, because nerds are always after hardware. So every other before Apple came out selling secondhand like MP3 players or phones, Sony Ericssons, wasn't that big of a deal. Just because. People were very aware of hardwares, right? But when Apple is, it's all about being cool. Like you could sell an old iPhone. What's, do you have an iPhone?
1: iPhone 8, yeah. iPhone It's 8? old enough. Well, no, that's... Three, four years old. No, you know. but I have
0: an XS, and that's old now, because yeah. now it's like 13 or something, mm-hmm. right? So this is still a two-year-old phone, and that doesn't mean that much for Apple. You could sell an iPhone 5S right now for 50 euros still. That's, you know... Yeah. Try to sell an seven-year-old old Samsung for any money, right? But like, now. is is haggling still a thing in this country? Can you haggle
1: no. down? Because I, I, f- no, terrible time haggling with people. No one, wa- no one wants to do it, especially for cars.
0: I don't like haggling. Uh, Estonians don't like haggling. Estonians don't like communication. Yeah. Communication, <laughs> yeah. because it's a lot of communication. Yeah. yeah, it's and a lot of stress if you come over. Like, see, this is not racist, but Russian people love haggling. Cause it's because they're hustlers as well you know the guys like at Okidoki uh, and you or solve or yeah. that used to be the, the Estonian hustle sites and you would see like one guy Andre 22 he'd have great ratings reviews from other users and you can see him selling like 20 iPhones you know that's a hustle that he's doing yeah. somehow he's getting these iPhones very and I'm not saying illegally but very similarly to how I got um see when I yeah when I moved to Australia there was the site gumtree.com dot whatever the fuck. trees worldwide now though, is There are some other, but in Australia, it, that's anyway. the place where you get an apartment, where you sell your car, phone, laptop, whatever. It's, it's a, a huge... It th- yeah. cracks exactly. But, and everything goes up there and they have a huge market there. So, instead of the 10 MacBooks that were maybe on sale um, um, in Kuldenberg mm-hmm. study there was like thousands, right? So, as soon as I went there, I remember I wanted a MacBook, never had a MacBook. Just because I... I read the hype, and it looked really nice, aluminum. So I just thought about it. So I bought like an older Mac. And then I pretty quickly bought an older Mac, saw another ad, bought that Mac, so I had two Macs, right? And then I sold them for a bit higher price, I remember, and I got myself a MacBook Pro Retina, with the price of where I started off of like 500 bucks, I got myself a thousand. And then my like wheel started spinning immediately, <laughs> right? Dude, and- You should have kept going. When I lived them, in Melbourne them. and I was doing comedy there, in the eight months I was there, and I, sh- I shit you not, I owned 60 laptops that I went through. Alienware, that's what I was looking for Because they're good gaming computers And they also have a brand attached to it So people don't only focus on the hardware Also on the brand Mm -hmm. Like if it's an Alienware 17 R3 That's an old model by now R8s are out but I just remember that R3 still works well, the warranty, uh, maybe, or it's a refurbished model. That's also bullshit. Refurbished things are such bullshit. Yeah, it's, it's a grift. It's an old piece of shit yeah, sold yeah. as the same price it used to be sold. Yeah. Like that's all. But refurbishment is also like a pretty big scam that was mm-hmm. ran there. Like these different computer stores, they would say, oh, it's a refurbished 2011. It's 2015 <laughs> and they're still selling at a yeah. premium price because people buy the hype. But technology in general is a grift. It's all a fucking. It's
1: all shit, man. I mean, for certain things, it's fine. It's all a scam anyway. Th- a lot of it is like, like what Apple do every year is, it, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's criminal. <laughs> it's criminal. It's, it's criminal.
0: criminal. Did you read uh, the uh, the uh, Did you read the new uh, 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 not the MacBook, just the Mac Pro? You know the tube. Yeah. Did mm-hmm. you read nineteen nine nineteen thousand nine hundred ninety nine yep. starting? Yeah. 1999, you mean, right? Yeah, 19,000. Yeah, yeah. 19, and the specs... No, are no, 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 not 19,000, 19, are you sure? $20,000. 20 grand. Yeah, yeah. No, no, the the the, the highest model, I mean. Oh, right. A, I didn't see that. That was the news article. Am I wrong? Did you not see that? Anyway. No, I didn't see it, but I just... No, no, it
1: was... It was Apple par- can't be that happily, that like... <laughs> you know? There can't be that much of a fucking grift. Can it I mean? was 9,000.
0: Anyway, it was a... Each year, they keep going up. Yeah. And it's crazy. And the specs are a little bit better, but not much. But also, no, Mm -hmm. saying that, I still use a MacBook now. Of course, I'd 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 never, I'd I'd, I'd never, never
1: Android. Fuck Android.
0: Listen, I went Android twice in my life. Twice in my life. I started with the iPhone 3G. Mm -hmm. It was shit for a second, but then I got the 3GS, which already had such better specs, Mm -hmm. just like the 4 was... The iPhone 4 was a bit stiff, a bit slow, but the 4S was already, it could work now even. Uh, and the 3G, 3GS g 3 jump was the same. And I remember after the 3GS, I was like, I'm in. I got the 4, I got the 4S, but I was always one generation behind because of my financial situation. Mm-hmm. Never, bought a, This is my first new iPhone that I've ever bought full price out and my heart bled at the store but I just wanted to do it one time to feel what it's like. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Android is is disgusting. And then I was maybe on, just before the fifth one, before the price leap, maybe, yeah, the five was expensive. The price leap was pretty substantial. Up to 900, yeah. And also they made it real sleek. After four, because four and 4s four already looked very good, but then the real yeah, but they got sleek. rid
1: of the fucking hard edge on it though, it went like the
0: smooth edges no, to it. No, from the five, that was from from six. I'm from pretty six. sure,
1: I'm pretty sure four was the no, last one. With the no, no, hard no, no, edges,
0: no, 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 from six, it went to the oval shape, which it still has to some extent I now. I miss the hard edges, man. I miss it. Remember, I, I remember the five. So what, So the 5 came out and I didn't buy the hype and I just wanted for the 5S to come out. So maybe I could think 5S came out, still too expensive to get the 5. And then I remember I worked as a bartender and a customer of mine had one and I was just out of interest. I just grabbed it. And this is at a phase where I didn't make the leap, but I wanted the new phone. So I got hustled by Euronics. You know Euronics? I do indeed. <laughs> I was making good tips on weekends at that time. Boom was happening. I worked at a cocktail restaurant. And I got good tips, several hundred euros on a weekend. One weekend I got like four hundred. And I went by Euronics, went in to look at the iPhone. They did not have the iPhone. But they had the Samsung S4. And this motherfucker, he took pictures with me, he turned the like lights off. Not in the store, but <laughs> he like in, the cor- the whole like in the corner. Like in the corner to show me <laughs> night vision mode. Yeah. He r- hustled me and I went home. With an extended warranty too, like an asshole. Like he really <laughs> robbed me. That's a robbery. He he was like an older man and a very professional salesman, and I was like a young kid. He worked me, you know, because he knew knows I like because I've never been inside a store, like and because I'm the re- only second hand I've ever bought. So he immediately he saw like oh Smelt it on you. Yeah, you know you can it. smell a bad choice coming. Yeah. like when like you know when you walk into a strip club and strip strippers immediately know what's up. Mm-hmm. They recognize it from your face. Are you down or are you giggling? Because if you're giggling, they'll be a little rude to you. They'll give you a beer. But if you have that look, you know, like I'm here to do anything you're offering, they know that they're going to hustle you. And this guy looked at me like a a whore. (laughs) Uh, And I had the S4. And, dude, that was my first Samsung. And immediately I made my first call, and it asked me a question. I wanted to call. It asked me question like what do you want to use you know hd sound or what whatever the fuck and immediately in my head like, i no, was what it. the fuck is yeah. this and immediately i would and then for a year i hated myself and but the file was too expensive i didn't want to go a step back but how much was that samsung because they, they were matching prices back then even no, it was also the S5 was out, so it was oh, still. Right. Uh-huh. So it was still, but it was that same generation of S, of, of, of the five, I think. That's I, I think. So he took you for a ride for an old phone, even fucking hell. I mean. So one of these customers had the iPhone 5, uh, and he was in the bar, and I just and I just said for a second, can I grab it? Just can I grab it? Just just, just to feel it. And I remember how light it was compared to the 4S, and how sleek. The edges were like cutting into you and you held it firm, you know, mm-hmm. and you could reach my, my thumb can reach everywhere and beautiful long screen. Cause they, instead of the square screen, they went long. It was beautiful. And, and immediately in my head, I was like, I don't give fuck how much this costs. I need to get this phone. <laughs> and then I was back on the iPhone. Then the S8 came out. Guess what the fuck happened?
1: Same guy fucking took you for a ride again, no?
0: well this time it was Roger who took me for a ride because he was I like I
1: remember this actually because he was like
0: oh yeah it's a great phone amazing
1: didn't he work in Euronics at one point didn't he
0: yeah he did because his dad fucking owns it oh, So, great. so that's so this is what happened so he gets me a good deal he got me he, no, he. I have to give it up to him he got me a good deal but it was still a brand new and I to this point I still ha- hadn't bought a brand new iPhone and I was getting hustled paying full price for these pieces of shit Samsungs S4, I promised myself never again. And you know what I did with the S4? What? You know what I did? I I needed the money. I was poor as shit, but I was so angry. I didn't sell it. I just threw it in my closet, never touched it. Didn't give it to a friend. Still there. No, I threw it away. <laughs> but the S8 is still there now that I went back to the, the yeah. And then I went back and same thing happening. Oh, you need to update. Uh, oh, Uh, you want to use Wi-Fi. It's like eight clicks away. Eight clicks away. All I do is chit-chat, use Twitter. I'm a bitch, right? I take pictures, I'm selfies. I write little SMSs to my my friends who have names with hearts. I'm like a bitch. I use basic phone. (laughs) I don't hack, you know. I don't like... Because everything in Android, I was like... So then the Samsung Android comes, not the Android... The, not the basic one. It comes with the TouchWiz interface. And then you Google, can I get normal Android? And they say, oh, yes, you can. Go to kernel mode. Yeah. <laughs> I am Edward
1: Snowden now. You're being such a fucking shill for Apple is what you're doing. You're I'm fucking...
0: being <laughs> I'm being raped by this company <laughs> from Korea. I swear to God. And I get so angry. And then I Out of my fucking spite, I was like, even though now at the S8, I did have a little more money, but for a year and a half, and I dropped it by accident, but in 20% in my head, I was like, fuck. Like in Atlanta, I dropped it on its screen, and as I dropped it, I was like, please. But it still kept fucking working. (laughs) And I, I didn't have no case, and it was slippery slopes. The S8 is the most... You know, it has that screen where it goes on the side, so you can't grab it. No, no, I would, I would, uh, I'm not kidding. About 20 times, I would, about 20 times I've head-butted my phone and all of those times I've been with the S8, head-butted because I'm trying to write, but then my fucking fat meat under the thumb is touching the side. So it keeps asking me, (laughs) do you want to use Bixby, (laughs) right? I need the iPhone. I get the iPhone and I turn everything off. I don't have anything off. No notifications. That's what I want. Yeah. You just breathe out. I don't even play games. I tweet, watch selfies, ask pictures, hashtags. I write little SMSs to my friends. I send pictures of my dick, Whatever. Taking right. pictures of your ass and putting it on Twitter. Oh, I love it. I
1: appreciate that, by the way. I was just at home innocently browsing my fucking internet and popped open Twitter and there was the your
0: big old bubble arse yeah, staring me in the Yeah, I'm a house. bitch.
1: I'm a cocktail. I wasn't ready for it, Artie. You know. I wasn't prepared. I need to be... I'm a
0: 16-year-old bitch who puts out, but only if you, you know... If you put in an enough And then it wouldn't go away. It would
1: always be at the top of my mm-hmm. feed. Like, yeah. your, your arse was just constantly yeah, on the top of, of my Yeah, because people kept fucking sharing
0: it. That's what happens, <laughs> right? I love how Thomas Henry Kilves is like, listen, we need to, le- the <laughs> government, Russia is, co- inside sources, please hide. And it's like, got like four retweets, 17 likes, and then I put my ass up, the <laughs> internet explodes. It's probably still there. Oh, if I yeah. open Facebook right
1: now, it'll be right at the fucking top again.
0: Yeah. Fucking hell, man. But... Oh, oh yeah. And I remember, dude, when I went to Australia too, when I was, I got so addicted to Gumtree, dude. I would Gumtree five, six hours a day. Just looking at shit,
1: window shopping. Yeah, but also,
0: listen, all this bullshit that I did, no, I'm not window shopping. I'm looking for MacBook. I'm looking, because for, see, what happened those first times, the first time I got that MacBook Pro Retina, how I got it was, you need to check the ads, exactly as I said before, 10 to 11 to 12. Those are the hours of browsing. Because people at work, they have shit to do. They're making money out there. And or we're, studying. We're just pieces of shit at home. Fucking scratching our balls, you know? But then you commit to being a piece of shit. Oh, yeah. But if you're like a hustler, you commit to like half-assing your life. Like me, right? Right. Like I was tired of the bartending. like I could see that's the at, at the end of the day, all the MacBooks I sold all the money in quotation marks, money. I what I mean by money is I had like three iPhones and two MacBooks and then a fucking Nintendo whatever <laughs> at home, right? And yeah. then I was like because I was you're constantly up. So anyway, at the end of the day, all, if I would have just gotten a job, I would have gotten all the things I could have walked into an iMac store and bought the best one, right? Fuck that though.
1: Who fucking wants that? No, but
0: that was a part of the hustle. That was part of the excitement as well. So how it started is that uh, that that. So so I go online uh, during the day and and like the first one I got. I remember the, the first one. I, I I mean I hustled is when I had my when I had those two MacBooks and I wanted the Retina one and I put the. What I did was, I bought those two MacBooks and they were slow, just like the guy. But you know when a guy says in his description, see this is this is how you look at ads, right? You see a picture of the Mac. That's what you want. Picture only. All these ads without pictures, that's all, almost always not tech. If he says slightly damaged, no picture, you must assume it's been, you know, he hit it with a with a truck or it, it's not even there, right? Fold it over. <laughs> so you put on Gumtree, you go or whatever site you visit, you go picture only. That's the 101. That's how we start. And then you start looking at the names. You don't want typos. You could recognize a professional scam, not a scam, but a professional company, like a retail guy. And those guys usually know what they're doing, so you might not get a deal off them. And they'll usually put like, you know, caps lock, like MacBook Pro, da, 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 this model, maybe they have multiple MacBooks, you can see multiple ads. Already, are, and professional pictures, that's not what you want, too, because that's not a good deal. you They'll put a reasonable price. You know, like a MacBook Pro Retina at that time was starting $2,000. What you want is... Not a typo, but maybe not too much detail. What you want is like...
1: You're looking for a typo. You want a little bit of character to the fucking ad. No, no.
0: I'll explain why. No, no, no. Not typo. Not like, you know, like fucking dude who can't even understand shit. Even though that might be a good deal uh, if you investigate. But what I'm saying is, like, nicely written. Like, I have MacBook Pro, but then that's it. No model. Interesting. (laughs) You open it up. And you see it's taken with a good camera, but... A lazy picture, that's what you want. But you can already maybe recognize it's a retina model. Because even though the look was very similar, you could tell I could tell models apart really easily as well. Because they all had little things but very minuscule things. But the retina one, the biggest leap one, was the it was way thinner and it didn't have the CD drive. That's how you recognized immediately. So she says, MacBook Pro in the description. She goes. 1800 already a bit cheaper than usual and she goes i have my and and that was the ad i saw but that's what you're looking for exactly like oh uh, uh, i have macbook pro uh, used 2 years bought at this store uh, my son used it now he has a new one that's what you want that's a soccer mom with nothing to do and just trying to figure out you know trying to be responsible with the money probably the husband's paying she doesn't know what model this is you know <laughs> So she puts it out and you see it's a retina, and then you write to her, you go, "Hello, I'll offer you a thousand just because it's it's an older model, newer ones are out. You know, maybe you've scratched it, I can see some scratches, you know, like you convince her that she's getting a deal with you, right? And they don't give a fuck. They're, it's not like they're looking, you know, they're not desperate for money, like people who sell shit like that. They just want to be responsible with with their money that's an excuse you know
1: this sounds like a very detailed pitch for a porn movie like so Like
0: the backstory is, no, I went on sh- Gumtree and I, I no, met this woman. and I showed up, this woman, this woman was so nice, this woman. And I'm not an asshole. What, I'm not an asshole. What, what also has happened to me a lot when you're on the hustle market, especially in Estonia, again, I don't want to be a racist, but it would always be a Russian dude with a trunk full of iPhones or something. How is that racist? No, no, I'm not saying, what I'm saying is, and they would always show, this is what I ha- fucking hate, it. they would always <laughs> show up with not with the money. Always. They would always be like, I have 120 right now. And for an or they would just say like what what hap- happened a lot when I was buying iPhones in Estonia is they wait for you in a car and I'm a young kid, right? They wait and you sit in the back like it's a drug deal and I'm already I'm an you know Estonian autistic young kid, 18, 19 years old, and he's already putting me at a power position mentally because he knows what he's doing, and then you sit in with your iPhone that I'm selling and he goes I have 150 but the price was 200 always something like that always something like that it would always be something like that so i didn't never did that i never like lied to people right well i did lie to her cuz i said she has an yeah, older mother which taking advantage of a be. poor single mother like. and she didn't yeah. even know how many i asked the capacity and she's so nice hello oh thank you for being interested cuz i responded real quick you got to jump on the shark cuz everybody's going to notice that ad everybody the apple market has always been so it's the products move so quickly there if they're a deal. So you have to be quick. So you have to be the first one and you have to throw out a price. You can't be like, oh, ask too many questions. Well, but you ask a couple just to see if it's a scam. It could be some crazy person, right? And you ask like the I asked like the memory and she's like, oh, I don't know. Well we have a couple of movies, you know, and I'm like, okay, she doesn't know, but it doesn't matter really. I can, you know, that that's a later problem. This is already a steal. And I remember meeting up with her and she like packed it really nice in a bag you know, that her son had, and mm-hmm. she was like, oh, here you go. Here's the charger, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no, he's he's not like, uh, you know, it was my old one. I gave it to my son. He didn't like, you know, break it or anything. It's very, if you have any problem, just call me. I'm like, okay, thank you. Right, bye-bye. <laughs> Immediately, I got a, and I went home, and it was a two, five, six gigabytes, so the middle one, not the cheapest one. One. What you want to avoid is a 128. And those retina models, because they were so thin, they had glued together the hard drive and the video cards, all those glued. So the sw- it was not swappable. So you didn't want to get a shitty one. And luckily it was a 256 gigabyte deal. And I was like, this is like 2,500. I got it for like a thousand. And at that moment I was hooked started looking at other ads. I bought an iPhone, yes. I bought like five or six iPhone 7s. And what I did was...
1: uh, Are you you flipping these? Are you buying them to sell them or or
0: just... See, yes, but I would keep them for a month. Keep like an iPhone seven, one hundred twenty eight gigabyte version, the highest one, a black one. I remember, and I got it at a steal, bro, a steal. <laughs> for so for a month, I had it, but but then I went back to the six because I wanted the money, right? I didn't need the seven, right? Uh, so, but anyway, yeah. At the end of the day, this is all. It was all time wasting. Like my girlfriend hated me, bro, hated me. Yeah, where the fuck? Because I, I did comedy at night and during the day, you know, just with my back hurting in front of the computer just fucking reading you know so many emails right and then you start looking at other things you start looking at apartments hotels on the weekend you know just the online just the, uh, getting the steel right where the fuck do you get the energy for this shit
1: for watching I'm tired just listening to the last 20 minutes of you oh talk. The, oh the hustle or, or you, oh you mean my you could take this plastic cup here and you could talk for an hour about that plastic cup oh well. where, where the fuck does that come from
0: mm. i don't know tons bro. of speed right no 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 no, no drugs but no people drugs. no 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 drugs? record how much people think i do cocaine oh uh, all of them <laughs> and coke <laughs> heads, them. bro they lose and and a lot of successful comedians are cokeheads, and they would spot me they would like if i got to a like a like a get together a JFL bullshit meeting where all the comics hang out haha <laughs> giggle shit bar right with like agents yeah. or and a lot of comics and everybody's trying to fake mingle but the cocaine like that thing in London that one time you did absolutely well I wasn't ready for that either dude ah uh, yeah but like what the fuck was that no that was, dude that, that was, was a all shit listen they're all like that when I say JFL they're all like that there's no I don't like that slimy shit man. we don't it's live in the slimy. 90s where you show up to a gig and you do a joke and somebody says here's a Twenty million dollars. This is not how the world is anymore. How it worked
1: back then? Fuck. Of man, course, a tight. Said
0: at, at a JFL. But anyway, all those are bullshit. And cokeheads would just show up in a room, look at me from the corner, and I'd be like, "Oh yeah, they want to mingle with me." Because I always, because naturally, I match their energy, and you know. Yeah, the like, few cokeheads I know, you're exactly like them. I know, right? It's crazy, and people just can't stop offering me coke, and 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 then they would be hurt, like this, this. There's been a couple of comedians that I've opened for, and they, and and so so often what happens is that the headliner gets, uh, in bar gigs, the headliner gets all the money, 600 bucks. But out of that 600 bucks, he has to, because he's taking me, he's taking me to open personally. So he gives me whatever deal he gave me. Usually like, let, let's say if it's a $600 deal, he gives me 100 plus the transport. Yeah. If it's 600, if it's like a thousand, he gives me 200 plus the transport. And they would sometimes give me like 50 bucks and then a bunch of coke and be, and then I'm like, oh, I don't want do coke. And, and then they're like offended. Like, oh my God, like I got you this great deal. It's an amazing rock. And then they, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just
1: laughing at the Yeah, end. yeah, Funny, no, 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 yeah.
0: And it's just, and, and they would get offended. Yeah. They would like be really confused because, because they're offended because the way I say it is very like, I, I'm like, oh, I, I don't do it. And, and then they're immediately like, because they're coked up. They're like Oh, he's lying. He doesn't want to be. Oh, he. Do, oh, he too fancy. He doesn't want to do coke with for, me. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You had a great set. Now you think you're the shit? huh? <laughs> fucking asshole! Like I, I had so many comics who wouldn't talk to me after, because they think I'm lying. Because they're like, oh yeah. Now you, because because when you're a, that paranoia as a cokehead, you want everybody. You you want the other guy to be in on your secret, so he doesn't. Because maybe I'll tell somebody right Oh, now, he's a coquette yeah. or whatever. Because <laughs> that's the paranoia. I won't, obviously. Because I love co They're always down to do stuff. They have energy like I do. And they're a fun hang, you know. Because mostly I talk with stoners. And those dudes bore me. I don't play video games too much. They bore me to the f- the fuck, right? Because they don't want to do nothing. just want to go back, eat, you know. Yeah. I want to do stuff.
1: So when you were in Canada, because the Canadian scene is something no one really knows about, you know. Because it's all about America, UK, America, UK, No, no, America, no, people UK. know Toronto, oh, but, uh, but I mean like the general public, you know. If, 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 if any comedy fan would know, it's fucking Just for Laughs. And that's really it. That's Montreal. And no. you were in fucking Vancouver. Yeah. Which I have heard is a den of liberal, can't fucking say bad shit on stage. Didn't see that. Yeah, but you get away with
0: it. Bro. I opened with... The, I went... Because... The level of comedy is just, you know, it's... I still have to say, I still have to say, if more people would speak Estonian, they would have a better life. Because Estonian is a (laughs) fascinating... I I swear to God. No, yeah, I agree with you. And I wasn't always like this. I wasn't always like this. I always looked at myself being Estonian, trying to do comedy internationally as a crutch. I always looked at it like that. Because I, you know, because... Because you know you watch the comedians of America and you think you're almost missing something, but now being a bit a bit older, traveled and done comedy a little bit, I and just coming back to Estonia, doing it in Estonian now again, and just um, it's a, it's an amazing language, so funny. It's just a funny language. There's so many things to say and the way to say it, and also well, it's a very for, musical language, uh, you know, very musical. And for me also, it's funny just because it's my childhood language. So if so that's the thing as, as, a, as an act in America or in Canada when I would perform, I would miss the references. If somebody says, like in Estonian, I can say like an old word that you haven't heard from, you haven't heard this word in like 10 years. It's like an old word mm-hmm. and I throw it in a bit and it immediately gets your attention. I mean, we, like, like, like I would do a reference like, like, oh, when I went to Barcelona, there was a lot of young people at a gig. And I remember I said, need for speed too. That's all I said. Because they're exactly my age. And immediately they related with me, right? They just started howling, laughing. *Need for speed too. No, no. I I was talking about when you're you're selecting a car or whatever. I was like riffing. And I just, I remember throwing it out just because I saw that there was a lot of young people. I remember that pocket immediately exploding just because it's a reference point. They got it. But you can do it that linguistically as well. You know, like Bill Burr says something. I, I can't think of an example, but he's a guy like who will say something very, very... Boston, Bostonian or something. Boston, yeah. Boston. He'll say something like that and you can, and people will laugh and, and you get the reference, but it's not, it's nothing like that, right? It's like watching Family Guy and not getting a reference, you know? Yeah, I know Sander does a lot of that too, right? He uses
1: a lot of archaic
0: Estonian He's the most his, Estonian his, uh, act ever yeah. and he's beautiful at that, at using not only old words, but specific words. And Estonian, it's just a funny language and we're not too serious. In Estonian, you can talk about getting butt-fucked, raped, you know, Biba does like rape bits. And I remember being like, that's a pretty bold start, but it doesn't sound that bad. Because in Estonian, that, 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 that. Like, like, there's, vaki-
1: there's the fucking cadence to the language that makes it funny. You know, it we're like,
0: grand. oh, <laughs> you know, immediately it sounds, you know, it's not that serious. And that's what happens a lot. Like when I watch, I remember we did we did Heldek open mic with Rona. No, it wasn't Rona. It was Ronek. Nicest guy, sweetheart of a man, right? Don't open micer, Ronek Manikus He's like an open micer, sweet guy, so nice. And he has a bit about being gay, but it sounds in. And he says, like, fag and stuff. And pete doesn't sound that no, bad. it doesn't, yeah. It doesn't. And culturally, it doesn't have that hatred with it. Yeah. So he goes on, th- and it's in English, you know, There's a, it's like an international audience. And he goes like, yes, 10% gay. You know, if you fuck, if you fuck me ass, I, you know, I, I, if I l- now like because you fuck, uh, rape me uh, all of a sudden. And people are like, oh. Yeah, I could see it on their faces. Like there's Canadian people as well, because it sounds so. And I remember immediately following him, and I started murdering just by riffing on. Listen, like people, you don't understand. He's such a sweet guy. It's just that you know, linguistically in Estonia, this is he's saying normal shit. He's saying nothing new, right, and nothing offensive. But just because he translated it so fru, like like uh, so uh, ruggedly
1: that's how it came out but like you say estonian it's it's a, a funny language but i think it's funny because it's such a serious language it's got so much complexity oh. to it Absolutely that it works yeah likes. on the on the latter side yeah grammatically
0: yeah. yes like you say you know the fucking what we have 14 verbs or some 14, shit 14 cases yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly very correct in that sense as well and that also makes it funny how cold something will sound how clinical something will sound. Like if you watch Finnish in, in that way, it's very similar as well. When I was younger, I was watching, like I remember Finnish movies with my stepdad and they're like serious war movies, but there would be such a deadpan moment or a dialogue that me even as like an eight-year-old kid would laugh just mm-hmm. because of the timing and the cold, just the coldness of it. And very, yes, like you said, linguistically... Very advanced in some sense, because it's the right verb and whatever. But there's also a timing to the Estonian language oh. that's perfect for comedy. Whereas uh-huh.
1: in English, you have to be on point with your timing, uh-huh. because the language is very rough and very sloppy. And, whereas Estonian, is ve- because it's so musical and, and rhythmic, it just lends itself perfect to comedy.
0: No, I don't speak. I, actually, I, I can understand. No, you, you, you speak. No, 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 no. Make no mistake. You, you speak it pretty well. I've seen you. I've seen you have well, conversations. I can, I can
1: hear a lot more than I can understand.
0: Well, when that's I, normal.
1: And uh, when I first came here, I, I was daunted by the whole thing. But mm. now it's like, I love it. Love and you're putting it. in an effort too, right? I'm going
0: to start classes. Awesome. Yeah. You should. You should. I absolutely. Uh, and, and I, I wasn't.
1: Want- My plan is this time next year, Mm -hmm. be able to do a full Mm -hmm. set in Estonia. Oh, that'd be
0: amazing. You'll have so much fun. I will. And and people are very grateful for that here too. Oh God, yeah. Estonian people love that. You know, we jack off when guys like you say like a long sentence. (laughs) Because, see, I'm from a country where we don't even speak our own language. Irish mm-hmm. is a dying language. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody speaks English. Gaelic the language. or whatever the Gaelic, f- yeah. It's what I, uh, Connor sometimes does if he gets caught with a rape case. He, like, goes <laughs> yeah. back to his roots. He always Switches does that. Gaelic, Have you yeah. noticed? He always <laughs> yeah, does that. Yeah, yeah. Puts, like, a Irish flag he and goes a like that. He speaks though. He's yeah, rare. Whole
1: hell, uh, He's very know. rare in that he actually speaks the language. Yes, I've seen interviews. School, I've seen interviews, yeah. But, yeah, like, so my plan is to do that bit, learn the language, you know. I mean, it's
0: fucking. I'm eight years here now, man. It's about time. Yeah, but put my um,
1: fucking socks up.
0: But yeah, it. And you know, when I went over there, I always felt I did feel in the beginning. Uh, now going because I started in Australia, right? Yeah. But I was just so new to comedy after Australia. Also, did the whole Asian circuit. I was still so new to comedy that I I looked at it at uh, I looked at it as such a crutch being Estonian, you know, because your favorite comedians are American, you miss, like, a, you feel like you're missing a passport, and also, mm-hmm. you know, like, as a kid, you don't notice it, but the, the, now that I'm a bit older, I've definitely noticed that. It was very, tra- not traumatic, it's a bit, you know, traumatic is like pussy word, you know, like, oh, it was, uh, I have trauma, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's trauma, yeah, okay, sure. And the, how exciting, Um uh, but
1: I remember when you when you came back first after that long period you were in Australia mm. and Asia. I think mm. uh, we were doing the commentary for the fight, and uh, in that's Saku how we Sudhar. met actually. Yes, I, I think you were. It was either the, the day after you came back, or it was in the same week. Anyway, and I remember you talking to Lewis. We were waiting for coffee in fucking Rock Armada, and you were like asking Lewis, like, I don't know if I want to do it in English or Estonian. I don't know. I'm yes, I'm, I'm more connected with the English side of performing because I, I was in Aust- you were yeah. in Australia. But you were nervous. You were like, I don't know. Very happened. nervous. Yeah. And I still
0: did it in English a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, and um, it was just, uh, it just felt like my identity, which it wasn't. It was just my, com- my comedy uh, mm-hmm. identity at the moment. And, um, and uh, it was still good to start. No, no, absolutely. I was very lucky to start there. Overall, of mm-hmm. course. Absolutely lucky to start there. The amount of spots I got, the experience <clears throat> of opening, headlining, I was headlining like 2 months in there and that was like so new to me and um and but it was uh, and I viewed viewed being Estonian as a crutch uh, because when you're in Melbourne you have you have a ticking time bomb visa I did not do the farm work just cuz not because I, listen, it's an amazing experience. A lot of Estonian young uh, people at that age, my my age, like 21, 22, 23, they'd have amazing experiences going to a farm, working mm-hmm. there. Then you get that second year, right? Which if I had, you know, I could have gotten an Australian visa in two years. I know so many Estonians when you start hustling there hard. Mm-hmm. You know, you get a job, you stick, you ask... You do such a good job that at the end of the year you ask your supervisor, do you want to sponsor me, all that shit. But I will, I'm the laziest guy you'll ever meet in your life. I'm a slob of a man. I, I lie to get out of commitments. I sleep in. I don't give a fuck. I lie. Yeah, I lie. I'm not responsible. Every job interview I've ever had always full of lies. But that's every job. In every interview. shift I've ever done, full of lies. I don't want to be there. Not only do I don't I'm not want to be there. I hope this thing crash, crashes and burns every time a business I've worked for has gone under. I'm happy. It's probably you, you're the cause of it. Probably. Yeah, I drink all the <laughs> juice and I give the free drinks always. Yeah. And, um, and did, I'm, did I was, you get the second year there? Were, no, were there? because I did not go to the farm because it was no just a lazy uh, piece yeah, of shit. Yeah. But also. It, it's not that, you know, maybe I would have at some point in my life done that work just to mm-hmm. experience it. and it was also excellent money at that time, excellent money. I could have used it. But that mentality of, like, being such a second-grade citizen there when they're like, oh, you want to stay here? Oh, we can, not forever. You'll stay a little more, but you need to do six months of the worst work that Hard nobody here man. wants to do. Yeah. Nobody. Especially in Melbourne, where I lived, with very liberal, people all have made up jobs, you know, like I photograph soap, like one one chick was like (laughs) a professional soap Soap photographer, photographer. sells big pictures of soap, taken pictures, you know, she was inspired by Fight Club, by the poster that had a picture of a soap, that was her story, and that's a job there, yeah nobody works at coal and coal mines they would have good like like a lot of my friends i knew a lot of guys that went to coal mines and made yeah. bang a load of irish friends i know as well. gold gold mines too but then i met up with one in melbourne he's like oh my god it's amazing dude i got like fucking i put aside like 180 grand in a year i'm like yeah but you worked in a coal mine bro <laughs> you lost like 6 years of your life you're <laughs> coughing your lungs i knew would have like black he had like these dark black nails cuz he had cuz he was working with the with the coal so and and he was and he sometimes didn't wear gloves or what he told me some story and he was like oh yeah this happens a lot it just stays for like a couple of years and then it goes away i'm like what the f-?
1: i thought they'd have robots to do all that shit no they still have people digging fucking coal out of uh, oh coal the side ma- of a
0: yeah and i do i did i did mining town mm-hmm. gigs those are great. Those Hard fuckers there, man. Those Hard are focus. great gigs. Like in Canada, there's those oil rig oh, yeah. towns. Oh, uh, oh, that's And those gigs are great because they're fucking cokehead. Young guys who make a lot of money with good strip clubs, too, because they make a lot of money and they spend <laughs> that money. Uh, but I remember just thinking, like, fuck that. I'm not doing that. Fuck that. And then I just felt so shitty being, like, because you watch all your idols are American and then you almost feel like you don't have this passport you know you feel like a second grade citizen literally like I'm a ticket like it's just weird being in a scene where everybody's like everything was going great in Australia everything and just as it like exactly like in Canada that like I did my first theater gig in Canada the day I had to leave.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was the big. That was a big show too. Yeah, it? the Rio Theater, three yeah. hundred seaters or something. Wasn't it? No, it six
0: fifty, but six fifty. Thi- but it wasn't oh, that much know. people. No, no, no. The balcony I think was still closed. Three hundred people, something. You were only people. there for
1: what? Nine months, seven months, eight months, Probably. eleven months. Eleven months.
0: Yes, because I did one month in Estonia when I had to get money. So
1: when you say you like you know, coming back doing a show, but you want to be out of this country absolutely you, you have to No, I just
0: love doing a comedy in English as well I yeah. love the scenes I love the comedy I love you know and then when I went to Canada after experiencing some success a little but that's what happened here as soon as things started picking off in Melbourne I moved to Asia mm-hmm. as soon as I started headlining in Asia I moved to Estonia as soon I mean me and you remember that CineLand wasn't remember, sold yeah. out it was. that was my first 30 minutes yeah. ever as soon as things started going well here, I did my first theater gig, solo shows. As soon as things started going well here, I went to Canada. As soon as I did my first theater gig in Canada, I left. I was in Seattle for a month. As soon as I headlined my first gig there, I left. Right? It's always the story with me, uh, but it always makes me better because I'm constantly turning a new page. Even though, you know, I wouldn't have to. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like yeah. I would, I could still. It would still be beneficial for me. Do you think if you stayed in Australia, you'd be
1: as good as you are now as a comedian? I don't think so. I don't think so. Either. I don't think so. I think... I think, I I think doing <coughs> it here, it really... Because you kind of hit the scene. Because I remember that first show. I was at your first show back. And none of the... I kind of knew from talking to you and doing the the fight show with you. I kind of had a, an inkling that this fella's He's a mad fucker, but he has
0: that have done spots that's what you
1: mean but no but you just it's natural to you right (laughs) but all these other fuckers because i remember they're like oh yeah because you were the guy who went away you were the guy who did shows years ago and then oh, he went away, and whenever even Mikael was like, I don't know, I don't know who he is, man. He's just some guy who used to do shows, and yeah. and, and everyone was like, yeah, he's all right. He's, he's, and and he when like, I came back, yeah. I was in
0: belt, Nagia immediately. You yeah, know, but, but you and they were all like, what the fuck? I mean, I was like that. I'm you I'm you're sorry. like uh, Miley Cyrus. You,
1: you came in like a fucking wrecking ball, man, <laughs> and no one kind of knew what to make of you at the start. But I yeah. fucking knew, man. I was there. I was there at that fucking. What was that show? You were very did?
0: supportive. I remember. You were actually supportive one, one of remember. the first... No, you're not, uh, and that's fair. What? i I'm who not am I supportive?
1: not supportive of? doesn't count. She's a woman.
0: You don't like any. <laughs> you don't like anybody except me.
1: Oh yeah, you're. Oh yeah, yeah. You're my only. Fa- you're my favorite guy. That's what yeah. all of us who are your bitches
0: like to think. Like, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, he's my,
1: yeah. <sighs> For me, I don't even care about myself. So we're we're, we're all on the well, same level this playing fucking field. Fucking thing took a turn. But uh, no, like. Um, it was just the way that I fucking knew. I fucking knew it the second I. Well, I wish you could have knew, told me. I didn't know. I'm not going to butter you up and tell you. I want you to fail. Like that's what everyone. True. That's what everyone else wants. True. They all. They all are waiting for Adi Marty hit by a bus story. Well, tomorrow, they are. And then trust fucking, me, not only here,
0: Daniel Weinberg's, would be like, yeah, I'm back oh, on the fucking menu. He's boys. the first one to step on my fucking <laughs> body. I swear to God. No, 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 no. You could see it in his eyes too. You know, you could see it in his eyes. He's the first one. See, my biggest fear is that he finds out something about me. Is there something there to find out? I'm sure there is. Probably. If he finds something out about me, you're fucked. I'm fucked. Because nah. he's going to not, I'm not scared that he's going to tell people. I don't go fuck about that. He's going to manipulate immediately if he gets such power.
1: Yeah, but you're Arimati. You don't have to give a shit about any of this. You don't have I to know, care. I try. Yeah. Water off a duck's back, man. That's what you are. That's an American term as well? Or Is only it, Estonian? Oh, fucking, what? Is that in Estonia? Did it say that in Estonia too? Oh yes, I thought that it was only Estonian. Honest, off el a back. <laughs>
0: Honest el Gavesi. Honest el Gavesi.
1: Yeah, the water off. I didn't, know, I didn't know you had that phrase here. I didn't
0: know that was international. Fuck I've never on.
1: heard it from anybody. Ireland and Estonia, man. We're fucking. Wow. I think it's us. an Irish phrase. like I don't know.
0: No, it's definitely not. It's Soviet.
1: Where did that even I, come I from? Water off a duck's back.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's we should a, catch
1: a duck and test it out. <laughs> We should catch it up and test it out. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, rem- I remember those first few shows because every- everyone was like really intimidated by you when you first started. I noticed. No, they weren't, dude. They I, were, I was, me, I was
0: bombing immediately. You, as would soon you as stop. You were as not soon as I landed, it was straight off to the bombs because nah, I was man, so nah. nervous, dude. I've never been in front of. I did burning. I remember having. I, I was, I swear to God, I was, I was, I was. I was I was a second away from telling Carl, like, swipe me off. I'm leaving. I went outside of burning, took a walk around the Nerves? building. <sighs> yeah, I've never been in front of such... There was like 160 people there. I've never seen... No, no. Don't don't get to it. To be tw- fair, I'll give that to you. It don't, is tough. It don't is get tough. it twisted. In Melbourne, I did like 600 people as well, but yeah. I did like three-minute spots. It was different, uh, and the whole three-minute panic attack, panic attack, panic attack. But so, but regularly doing actual. And I remember there were, <laughs> I remember there were so few micers. I remember Carl was like, oh, you you can do. I'll give you the light at ten. And in my head, like as soon as he said ten, <laughs> like my ears, like you know, you know when you like like a bomb, like Tom, who was it? Tom Hanks. You remember in that movie? Oh, his ears hit. Remember, oh, was, yeah, yeah. Save, save him private. Save Ryan. Him private, yeah, Ryan, yeah. Right, right. As soon as the bomb, like, oh, as soon as he said 10, I remembered, like double digit number. I've, <laughs> I was like, and I still did. No, no. I did like 20 minutes one time, I think in Asia, but it was always like by accident at an open mic where I got a roll, but nobody had actually said, you know, you do more than five. <laughs> and I remember I was like walking around, freaking out. And the first 10 to 15 sets, it was panic attack. Just, you know, from start to finish. You've had sets like that, yeah. I'm sure, oh, as well. Yeah, gotcha. We've all had, where you step on stage, and boo, and then you come off, and you're yeah. like, I don't even know what. Mm-hmm. I threw punches at some direction.
1: Now, I think I think you, your own perception of yourself from back then, there were a lot of lads very intimidated by you. I'll tell you that. Like, I know, man. I fucking know they were.
0: They were scared of you. Yeah, scared <laughs> of you. <laughs> <laughs> they know fucking... Uh. There's this this lad from fucking down the under fucking look there he is fucking I, I don't do know I do
1: think maybe there was an element of like who the fuck is this guy who's this guy this new fresh lad here
0: now I've always had that I've always uh, had that uh, not that I've had I, I mean people have always perceived me like that because I've all my, uh, like we talked about main energy before I'm uh, um, energy, yeah. Be, it's not only coke energy. It's just my, the face of my, <laughs> the, the, the shape of my skull and my face it doesn't match. I'm I'm a very soft, uh, g- uh, graceful, uh, uh, soft. I'm soft. If you like attack me, you know, like say something very hurtful, I get very hurt. You could see it immediately. But it's just the way I look, the way I'm built, always is a misconception. People. I've always gotten into conflicts, and I don't mean physical. Just I notice people like they miss, they misread me sometimes. Per, socially, I would say at least they think I'm way more, like aggressive than I am. Right? It's just because I'm very excited about stuff, and I'm very excited. Yeah,
1: people are fucking intimidated by you.
0: I know because it's also, but but I think if it would look like you know like a like a like like a little fag, you know like 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 uh, a little queer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like uh, what does Joey Diaz say? Half a fag, right? Like this is <laughs> half a fag. <thing>. Yeah, <laughs> if, if I'd look like a mumpy dumpy half a fag, right? Like like yeah. something. If I, I I I would think it would be much easier for me. It's it's gone better now that I've obviously gone older, uh, grown older. But I would say yeah. Like when I got to a st- also, it's all fear. This is all anxiety mostly. And then I just you know I just. Taking anxiety and and the way I translate it this, I turn even more aggressive. I would say in some. So that's sense. how
1: you deal with anxiety. You just become this fucking. No, I try not to. No, I oh. try not
0: to. But because it, you know, it's just sometimes people. I get remember it your own. first
1: ever muku. You were in there mm. with um, that fella who was either a barman, friend of yours. He's in the military now. Holger, Holger, Holger. Oh, Holger. Yes, 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 yourself and Holger, good friend of mine, threw a, a homeless fella out of muku. <laughs> Because yeah. he was heckling Carl. I remember, I, remember I, was, yeah. I was sitting on the steps and I was like, I was letting it happen because I wanted this to happen. I enjoy this shit. Like yeah. watching a homeless guy yell at Carl, Fuck, fucking money in the bank. I love it. Uh-huh. But then yourself and Holger fucking go in the two hard men and he threw them out and I was like, that's better. I enjoy that more. <laughs> oh, nice.
0: <laughs> more of the throwing out of the homeless people. And I will have to say that even though like I like to say, like I said, that people get the wrong conception, uh, conception, Con- misconception, miscon mis- mis- exactly that's the word. I'm sorry, um, uh, misconception of uh, of my energy is that I'm a very. What, what I learned in Melbourne and what I really, what I learned in Melbourne and I really try to bring it here and I so somewhat brought it even to Vancouver. I, forever, uh, like Casey Novak, a very funny. Uh, Canadian comedian said w- once said that you look like a walking high school reunion because I'm such a, and I remember it, like she roasted me right and mm-hmm. I remember her crushing because everybody knows I'm I'm exact my whole energy is high school right <laughs> I want to be in a gang let's be together us against them mm-hmm. attitude right and I've always had a pack mentality. Just maybe because it's, uh, I don't know. It's always been like that. I've always wanted people to like me, like cool, and hang out, and other guys to be, you know. I, I like gangs, you know, like guys hanging. And then when I came to Estonia, I remember, yeah, when me and Holger were throwing, I thought of it as a normal thing. Because in Melbourne, we would always take care of the mic we were at. Yeah, you'd have more to, More yeah. a pack mentality. And,
1: and, so- and they're not taking care of that guy in Moku. They don't give a fuck inside their in Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I
0: remember here too, like, you know, like, like the comics would be, more thinking about their set doing. And I would always be like, you know, we have to fucking, you know, mm-hmm. get, have fun. Because, because also here, maybe it was more serious because when you, do, when you do mics in a scene that is not as perfect as in Estonia, and mm-hmm. Estonia, I mean, our comedy community, I could not talk about it enough. And I'm very proud of it. And every it's time, incredible, when I go to fucking bars, bad. I know exactly. There's no other words other than like you said it yourself, Tim. Really incredible. Like there's there's so many people in the crowd here who 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 don't know just how bad it is in other countries. <laughs> they don't understand. The comics don't understand. Like the scene in Ireland is and rough. And I and when I go to places now, whenever wherever it is, fucking Poland, fucking Barcelona, wherever I go to a scene, and they're like, you know, <laughs> from Estonia, how's the scene there? I I I I look it straight down their eyes and I say it's. It's one of the best cities in the world.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> Fucking hell. Sorry. Best book. countries, not city.
1: But I remember like... Um, and, I,
0: and I swear by it. It's amazing.
1: It is. I did a, a bunch of shows in London in 2016 and there was all these kind of lads who do the same open mic every week thinking they're fucking hot shit, you know. And I'm like, oh man, Estonia's scene is great, and they're all like, oh yeah, cool man, yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah, fucking hell man, I'll check it out. Yeah, wow. uh,
0: let me guess, so fucking Slovenia has a great vampire scene as well, <laughs> and then they give it But a Then high if five. they came
1: here, they'd be fucked. They'd be fucked, because you're all of a sudden you're at an open mic in front of 160 people. Oh, and, and now all of a sudden you you have to be good, you have to be funny. Yeah, you know. And and that's what I love about the Estonian crowd. They don't give you free laughs. No, 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 no. no. But they will laugh. <laughs> Yeah, you
0: know, absolutely, they're amazing. Um, and, but, but, in Melbourne, in that environment of open mic, I was doing open mics in Melbourne. I started doing the clubs a little bit, and by little bit, I mean, one spot I did at a club, I, the manager told me, you don't even get to go to the green room. You come in through the back door. You stand behind the curtain. You do three minutes. You get the light at two. You go, you do four, you'll never do this club again. Mm-hmm. I'm freaking out. This is what they're saying before my spot. And they go, yeah. And then you go through the back door again. You don't go to the green room. You don't you don't even look at the headliner or the host. And the host is gonna fuck your name up anyway. Yeah. He didn't say that, but that's with my name, that was my horror <laughs> show. Yeah. You know, people
1: no and, respect. And you're lucky to get three in some places. Some places is only one minute. Like. Absolutely, yeah, killed
0: Um and and, but in that desperation, in that dog eat dog world, you know, that open miking where there's no crowds, you have to flyer. I would do the attic with David McDonald. He still runs the room. He started running it when I was starting. Me and him started together. We would do workshops. He's an older dude with an ACDC tattoo. I lived with him. He took me in. Uh, literally. Try to sell you a Samsung. <laughs> callback. <laughs> Very good callback indeed, <laughs> <laughs> Mister Tim Brady. Oh. British. <laughs> oh, <No. laughs> British comedy. It's all technical. Uh, no, I don't know what the fuck accent was that, but. Uh... And uh, it was such an awesome guy. He took me in. I lived with him. Didn't charge me rent. And he was like, and he he was my friend. And and that's how mad, magical comedy is. That you know, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like 20, 23, 24, and he's a man in his 40s starting comedy. We're at the same level, and we're doing the worst gigs, Flyering. no no pay whatsoever, mm-hmm. heckling, so. But what you create is, you know, the bonds you create with the comedians. It's amazing. And there's no money in the future. We all know we're not gonna make it. We paid for workshops. We paid ten dollars for a Tuesday workshop every Tuesday in the club, the comics lounge. And the comedians, there would be this one there'll be this one Italian. I'm not gonna say no names because I don't wanna get, you know. He was very nice to me. He There's always no compl- he podcast. was compl- I know he always complimented me, but uh, he, but I remember him one time. Uh, he did a he, his thing was that when he did the taught the workshop, uh, it, you know he would be on the stage in the club and you're in the crowd with the other comedians and like thirty comedians. We all pay ten bucks for this, and he would take a stool. He would sit on the stool and eat Cheetos, <laughs> and do lick his fingers. And in the middle of licking his fingers, he's like there's no money in this (laughs) and then it would be like there's no chance you're gonna make and just give terrible advice you know he would be like like he would (laughs) one time he was like he was like he was like, because oh. because I would I would freeze a little bit during the workshop because we all would all have to do a set mm-hmm. and overall I would do great still there I would try to riff a little bit with the comics and I would try to roast the workshop guy a little bit so it's just something different but sometimes I would like stutter a little bit and bef- and he was a very arrogant man He was I was very nervous I remember and and. Uh, and I would like stutter, and he would be like, "Oh, he'd be like, "Oh yeah, because <laughs> he's the Italian fucking Australian he's like, Oh yeah, no, no, not Italian at all, but he uses that walk angle yeah. right and he's like, "Oh yeah yeah, yeah shit, yes <laughs> I don't know that Australian accent but I I like, love yeah.
1: I love that you just use the word walk. Oh, that's great man
0: is it bad oh oh,
1: it's considered extremely racist,
0: no, but he does a okay, well, he does a tour well, I don't care it's great he does a tour that has that it's well... a beautiful. <laughs> i love doing you know what you know what used to be my favorite joke is what? doing when we started hanging out was doing like an Irish accent oh, yeah, to yeah. your face and watching people around me be like oh, like of getting offended on your behalf because i would be like is your fucking hey tim hey Tim, you're a fucking irish yeah because
1: you just started saying i'll fucking rape you i'll i I'll take it. You have to understand. In a pub in London, that's very bizarre to hear that. You know. <laughs>
0: yeah, I do remember yelling in London. Yeah,
1: I'd fucking rape you. I'm,
0: a, I'm a Irish longer than you've been uh, Could be worse. It could be Carl
1: turns into a Scottish man when he. Does. Oh, he
0: loves to turn into a Scottish man. He turns into Daniel slowly, um but. um just on the Australia thing. So, like... Because I remember... Oh, so, oh, I want to finish the point. Yeah, Sorry, sorry. sorry Just, I finish the point and then we move. I'm, right. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, if I ramble... Co- disturb me. W- what, fuck what, it, man. Not disturb. What is it? Interrupt me. Um, disturb me. That's a I won't. Disturb anyway. song. I, I'll fucking push. <laughs> 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 it always gets you. Um, and they would always be... Uh, so, the headliners would always be negative. Um, but what happens is the camaraderie. Because there's no... No stakes at all. There's Mm -hmm. no crowds. All the comedians. And you write jokes almost for one another, not even the crowd. And, you know, some of my fondest memories. I remember being in a fucking... I remember being in a train stop when another girl from Estonia was visiting me. And I introduced Joseph Green, a very funny comedian uh, from Melbourne. I introduced her to him and he and, and they're always excited to meet another estonian because I'm crazy right and then <laughs> and then he talks to her and even though I'm not the typical estonian let's be honest by the way of my mannerisms and all that I'm not the typical one I still have a very slavic way of saying things mm-hmm. in me and as soon as like, all the comedians would meet her, they'd be like, oh, my God, there's two of you. <laughs> You're going to take over the world because, you know, I'm so fucking... Yeah. You know, I would yell at open mics and we will get, like, people riled up, right? But it always would be that, yeah, pack mentality. And it's not like I'm trying to be... The, and I'm, I, I know, I'm such a, like, a jock guy, but it's not... It's not aggressive and not mean. I don't try to bully other people. I will try to be very inclusive and, and hang yeah. out with everybody. I'm the same, man. I'm the same. Just because I love comedians. I love the hustle. And my fondest memory of us, me, Joseph, and uh, Merle being in a tr- uh, train stop, just doing a gig, both of We went two and a half hours to this gig, <laughs> and we both bombed. And the booker said, I will never want to see you again to me and Joseph. And she's with us and we're at the train and Joseph literally looks at both of us and goes, I don't have money do, for a train ride. Can you give me a train room?" And I didn't have money either. So <laughs> she paid for, that was her like first night out yeah. there. She's like, this is going to be a great hang with you guys. And we just laughed and laughed the whole way just because it's just so pointless. But you just enjoy the fuck of it. And, um, and here when I came here, that's the first thing I noticed because, you know, Sander had a career. these guys were on TV and people knew them you know I came to the open mics people would go up to Sander and say his name to him and say I like you I've never seen that there's no open mics where fucking fans show up in Melbourne you know there's no fucking open mics so for a lot of the other
1: comedians they don't don't really so,
0: so I try to be you know what I'm saying I try to be hey guys this is us
1: what what you have to be fun. what you have is you have the crack right and you've probably heard this before it's the name of the fucking podcast the crack A crack is an irish term that just it doesn't mean anything it's it's it means like tomfoolery yeah all that shit but it really just means have a crack means, at it no not not have a crack at it just the crack is like start a crack here tonight no lads we're we're all going to fucking go out and do this and that and it's this kind of friendly pull of gravity between people. It's just the crack. You I know? call We're it the sizzle sizzle. Yeah, but that's, uh, you're very different to all the other lads, because I know we could just go out and have a fucking drink and have the crack. You know, we can have the
0: fucking yeah, crack. I love that. Can't have the crack I love else. It. Cr- like tomfoolery, as you said. I love it. Yeah. Fun. And, and pranking. Yeah. And, and just being a kid. Almost being a kid. Yeah. Just in a grown world. That's so fun. Yeah. That's always the most fun to me. I could never do comedy if it wasn't comedy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if it was any other profession, I could never do it. Just not because of the profession, but of the surrounding meeting comedians. You know, they're having fun, fun people. You know? It's
1: almost like it, the only thing I could equate it to is working
0: on a building site.
1: Just oh, a bunch abs- of lads.
0: Together having the fun. Oh, but, no, but that's... We could equate it to any job ever. I've always been like this. You know, yeah, Most people aren't like this. Bartending. Though, you know? When I went to gyms, I would always be like this. When I went to, like, MMA, I would always form groups. Uh-huh. Cool guys. You're cool, you're cool. You know, chicks are cool. Those chicks are cool. Everybody, let's hang out. I would make food for everybody. When we did... When we had sparring day, I would be the most... I would be... Kind of an asshole, because I love to perform, so I'd be very vocal. And sometimes, you know, like the fucking instructor would be like, okay, take it easy, right? But I'm not being, I'm not trying to be a, or a smart ass. I'm just trying to have fun and get people in the mood. And we would have training camps. I would be always the guy who would like, okay, let's get beers after. And everybody's like, no, I'm aching and tired. I'm like, no, that's the point. Let's get beers, you know. Were you like that as a kid too? No. Uh, you in strike school, me as someone who was very quiet as a kid. You know, and you know, speaking, you know, just like I said, second grade c- citizen. The biggest one was, f- you know, my school. Uh, so, uh, first grade I went to a different school. First mm-hmm. and grade, first and second grade, I went to Givi Bohikol. Then one year in third grade, half a year, I went to Punci Bohikol in Viimsi, another new school. Then I moved to Poland where I had to go to an American private school.
1: You are in Gdansk, weren't you, or something?
0: Gdansk, yeah, yeah and yeah, Gdynia, yeah. both. And I always want to go back to that school. Uh, uh, it's the American-Polish uh, uh, middle, uh, uh, primary and middle school. And they only had grades. as uh, uh, so, So, like, let's say I was the only third grader. They would just put in me mm-hmm. in fourth grade just to p- make a group. And there were seven of us, and they're all American. And I know, I knew, I didn't know the difference between he and she. They would immediately tease me about that, just because in Estonian we don't have that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was a very poor student, uh, even as a kid. And even though I watched American media, the, my uh, language skills were very subpar, especially for learning. But. There's something amazing that happens. Uh, I, I think maybe it's only children. I don't know. Maybe if, maybe if we drop you into Nepal and you have no way of communicating, maybe you'll figure it out. As I don't a kid know. you would, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I just so quickly picked up English within a year pretty well. Uh, but still, I had time, you know, when I was, I remember we had a, an, such an embarrassing thing. I, I was so embarrassed. Uh, my mother found out that I'm not invited to anybody's birthday. And my mom is very Soviet in the sense she's very involved, likes to cook for me. So to this day, calls me so, I call like Emma, mommy, right? Mm-hmm. It's very, we still have a that sort of a relationship. And she was very, but it's also very embarrassing when your mom shows up to a school where nobody likes you anyway. They're not gonna like you more. So what my mom does is gets, gets like four of the classes and all the teachers in a room and does a speech about I should have more friends. Ooh. Can you imagine? Fucking hell. And in broke, she knew, she doesn't know, you know, one time, <laughs> she doesn't know English. One time in Poland, somebody, and my mom is so Soviet, like so, somebody like drove a BMW while I was riding my little bike. Drew a BMW really fast, like a dust, Mm -hmm. like Polish. My mom comes out, you know, runs after waves. The car stops, she goes, do you know speed? No, she goes, do you know speed, how long? (laughs) Like she's trying to say how fast, but she doesn't know. Do you, real angry, and the dude's like freak out, and she's trying to get the door open. Like, do you know speed, how long? Like yelling. (laughs) fucking mommy Mustanin doesn't fuck around Yeah. yeah and and they were like uh they were like two they were like 19 year olds and i was like you know 12 13 14 something like that i remember right and And I was still trying to hang out with those kids because they had parties. And after that, there was a death sentence, right? Because they're like, this mom's a psychopath, right? And they would look at me like this weird kid. Same thing at the school, she comes in, she does a big speech in front of the whole school. And I can see my classmate, the only black dude, Anthony, he's the coolest kid ever and richest as well. Because all these families were mostly diplomatic families, I wasn't, my stepdad was just doing business there and there was no, and in Poland, it's very, you know, they don't know English for shit. So that was the only option for me to go to that school and literally learn from, like, I didn't know how to say, like, I was, you know, struggling to say, you know, like, hello, what day is it? So very hard to integrate. And I remember my mommy coming to school and telling, like, you need yelling at these kids you need Ari come home lonely you know and I'm like fuck oh my god fuck I was and after that that was a death I was fucked and then like fourth fifth grade I had to hang out with the third graders who weren't in that that that's how far nobody Mm. wanted to even talk to me anymore and I would spend literally I don't know weeks without conversations because, because the third graders, we would play. We just during uh, uh, the break we would play. Um, we would play. What's what's it in English? Quill, catch. Yeah, catch. catch I, yeah. I touch you. You chase me. But what but, but was like third graders? So now I'm even. And and I remember. I remember like like sitting eating my pizza because they ordered. You know how you order food there? Such an American. Such an American. <laughs> they had no. Because this school was so small. They had no diner. So what they did was. You told that it was such a fucking fancy American school too we had one every day it was seven classes that's it right and no homework so american to be like don't worry about it <laughs> that's what they said don't yeah. worry about it and and uh, and the principals from chicago john sudar a very sweet man he was he was the only one who would like talk to me but even he would be like okay you got to slow down because i would he would be like hey, you want to be my friend and i would be this weird kid like <laughs> i watch mac Ivor every day i really like <laughs> yeah i was like so i remember his eyes when you see that from a grown up where they're like okay kid like you know, I'm trying to do my own thing here. Yeah, I'm trying to get some yeah. pussy and shit. And, and uh, he was a very sweet man, but so American. So you, uh, the 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 one class before the big, not the intermission, but lunch break, right? The half hour lunch break. You go to the, and there's two options. Italian pizza or McDonald's. And, and Actual, actual, actual McDonald's. McDonald's. And she goes and brings it up. That's what Fucking you had hell. for years. For years. And I remember eating my little margarita pizza because I didn't want to even meet on it because I just liked And I remember just eating my little pizza and then hearing like classmates behind me talk like, like being like, he's a psycho, like he's so weird because he, I only pay catch. And I, and I, and I was, I was still very like, I was a very like, I was very soft as well in the sense that I, I really tried to communicate and that makes you even not cooler. You know, if I would play it now, I would be a, like, I mean, my brain now in my 28-year-old brain, back, yeah. if we I all was, think that. Yeah. I would be so cool. Yeah, but, I, but remember when you were a kid and you just don't know how, you just, you're so fake because you're so nervous. But you're also trying to be cool, but you're not, that's even not, that's the most uncool you'll ever be. But
1: you also wouldn't be the person you are now if not for that shit. Like what you're telling me is, because I've thought long and hard about you and how you came to this being and, uh, like just, I, I knew, I fucking knew that it was going to be a story about you having no friends in school and being lonely. And, and of course that leads to internalizing everything.
0: And, and which, that's the need for, I think that's the need for affection Yeah, uh, that I need. And I remember, yeah, it I would get like one or two friends. So this is what happened, right? One time, this is what happened. Uh, uh, that, uh, I get a, uh, I had a cool house, cool house, big house. Stepdad took care of us, big house, um, and uh, I had a birthday party. And one of the friends, I'm fucking trying to remember his name, he's uh, Mikhail, yeah, which is funny, Mikhail. But Mikhail, Mikhail. first Mikhail. Mikhail. Easy man, than Mikhail. <laughs> Maybe his name wasn't Mikhail. Maybe that's the way I just said it. He was a Polish kid, but studying in an American school because his parents were rich. They wanted an international mm-hmm. education so he's supposed to come to my birthday and bring like anthony he's he's the coolest guy and like the other guys but i didn't know he was pranking me right so i tell my mom (sighs) and my mom sets it all up Uh, and nobody shows up yeah and then my mom had like i remember my mom crying because my mom was so sensitive you know and she was like crying about it and i'm being like jesus Christ. <laughs> like that's bo- and I wasn't Pull even that hurt together, Mom. No, no, and I, exactly. And I'm not even. I'll just go play calling my crane my room. Because as a kid, I had, a, and I've always had this is 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 a is a very um um a, a very because there's a, I, I imagine there's a lot of scenarios where if you grow up in an environment like that, getting rejected, you might internalize it more and turn a, and and the outcome might be very negative in on your mental health and all that. But I would say. At home, even as a very young kid, like almost as a baby, domestic violence was a thing. Um, And I've always had the way of dealing with it, not letting it too much affect my own self. And I remember, even though not getting along with anybody in that school, it wasn't like traumatic. I wasn't, when I was eating that pizza, hearing them talk, in my head I'm like, fucking losers, you know, you're missing out on great material that I'm fucking... (laughs) In George, my I'm George Carlin over here, man. You're fucking missing out. And then when I moved back to Estonia for the eighth grade and ninth grade, I remember immediately having this need because now people understood me more, and I had a more, I had an identity more, right? And uh, I remember just being so excited when I moved back, and I was very, I fucked it up myself because I got really egomaniacal at some point. I remember ninth grade, tenth grade, eleventh grade, but. As soon as I came to a school, like a new school, I swapped schools two times as well, 8th and ninth, and then I went to the city. Uh, I was very accepted quickly by teachers and by students, just because I always wanted to make a hang. That's when I Mm -hmm. really, like, burst, because I needed to communicate so badly, and I wanted to communicate, and I had so many, like, but then I...
1: But it's like you you spent years sharpening tools in Poland that you couldn't use in Poland. You came back to Estonia with sharpened fucking tools, and then... Unleashed.
0: Yeah, true. I
1: but I don't know. Maybe because I was the same as a kid. I was the same. I had no fucking friends. I was bullied. I was all that shit. And only when I became an adult was like, like, man, I've I've internalized so much shit yeah. in my own head. Yeah. I've uh-huh. sharpened my fucking tools.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. a fat piece of shit. So what? I wouldn't say sharpened your tools because there's still people who were cool in high school who developed those social skills. You know, like cool guys. Like pre- I, don't, I don't, I don't like that. But their social skills. On the other side, what I do have to say is maybe sometimes just leaning back and just observing more as a kid. Maybe it, maybe it slows you down from getting caught up in the moment. Because as a kid, that's what it all is. When I came back to eight, eighth and ninth grade, I would say that's where I did the dumbest shit in my life. Because then I was accepted, and now I go with the hype. Mm-hmm. I would get into trouble. I would do stupid shit. I would ruin relationships, friendships, because you want to do stupid shit. Mm-hmm. I would and I, I, would say, you know, I, I would bully uh, some people in high school, especially 10th, 11th grade. Some people I would, and I would feel terrible about it the day later. Fuck them. Fuck them. No, but it, I'm just saying You're that just I, caught, them I got people. caught up in the moment. <laughs> yeah, I understand what you mean. I, you yeah. know, you get caught up in the moment. But since I didn't have that opportunity, maybe that much to fit in, in Poland, maybe it kind of did slow me down. I watched a lot of movies. I didn't read books, but I watched a lot of movies, a lot of stand-up, Chappelle. um, I watched a lot of Eddie Murphy. I watched a lot of just, just stuff. And I was like a nerdy kid. I play a lot of video games, all the video games, all of them, PlayStation 1, 2, all of, every game, Nintendo 64, every game.
1: Man, I was talking to Caleb today, and he was telling me his childhood console was the PS2. That was his first one.
0: Oh, mine was PS one. Fucking depressing. Mine was the fucking NES. No, no, no. But no, no, no. <laughs> I didn't. Well, well, NES was fancy. No, I, I was lying. Sorry. NES was no, fancy. No, no, no. Jesus no, I was li- I Christ. was lying. PlayStation one was the rich kids ones. What and NES was fancy and all those Sega. all those were fancy Game What we had was those yellow cassettes. Yeah. Ninety nine in one. Fucking play every <laughs> game. Ab ab ab. The guy fucking runs. Yeah. I found one of those in Pyta recently. They're they're
1: great. Man. They're great. Made of asbestos. You'll die by sniffing it. Like <laughs> oh yes, exactly.
0: And they had uh, they had with a gun. You would shoot uh, yeah. the dog. Uh, you would be the hunter. Duck hunter. Duck hunts. You'd shoot the duck. Uh, then fighting games. Remember fighting games like of course Contra. Remember shooting. Oh, contra. Da, da, da,
1: da, 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 da. Remember how fucking hard Contra was. Kids today, they
0: don't know, man. Don't contra. Know was very hard. There was a lot of games in that era that were very hard in those people today couldn't fucking play. They're so hard. They were very hard. I do remember mental breakdowns, you know, like smashing the remote into your head. Fucking into your head crying. But even Nintendo 64 on hard I did Goldeneye. That was the goal to complete it. They're
1: fucking classic man. The first there was a mission. 3D first-person shooter. There was a, there was a so,
0: the so there was a dude uh, there was a dude, you know like uh, yeah there was this guy. I don't want to okay because I don't want to tell this I don't want to tell that side of the story but but um, blew I don't, don't want to say his blew name. each other. I don't want to say his name. No no no. It's just uh, <laughs> <laughs> if I would then I would say his name. But, but uh, 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 he had a real bad case of domestic violence mm-hmm. uh, because m- in my case I never got beat. It was everybody around me who got beat. And in his case, daddy laid a woman on everybody. Even the fucking flowers got something. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how crazy that house was. And oh, yeah. I saw it happen. You Have have you ever... When you were a kid, did you see another guy's dad beat the fuck out of? Never. never. Dude, I saw his dad like... That's the... Because all the fights before at school, they're not fights, but you think they're fights. You just don't know yeah. that it's not. You've never seen a grown man swing and he swung for the bleachers on like a f- fucking 12-year-old kid. Like, combination. Fuck. Bah! Bah! It's like fights in school and I saw like him. Like and I WWE. saw his, his eyes roll back, fall on his ass. Bah! And then the dad walk out. You know, tra- tra- traumatic for me. I remember he came over for one summer, for the whole summer, to live with our family. And my mom loves taking care of other kids, too. Fucking making, fucking baking every night. You know, even though in our house there was alcoholism as well, it wasn't... The, mar- the marriage of I my mean, stepdad and my mom, it hadn't gone to shit yet. It was a, And my stepdad's business was going great. It was a warm summer night in VMC, right? which uh, uh during the time I think we were still living in Poland, but during the summer I went to VMC and he stayed with us and uh, it was like oh what's oh yeah you just went... Yeah. and it was and it was like uh, and, and I was so excited right because he's Estonian and all that I remember I started to- I started like wearing because he said he was a, he was I think two years older than me I, I I'm just saying what I remember I was a tiny kid playing Nintendo 64 and I remember, he he kept saying, oh, this is like the best summer I've ever had, you know. And I always was like, yeah. And I was like an asshole about it too. I was like, yeah, sure. Like I'm buying him all the food and his fucking, <laughs> you know. Yeah. As a kid, you're kind of an asshole, but you just don't know it. I'm just like, and I'm always saying like, yeah. And then we would play Goldeneye and there was this one mission. There was this one mission where you were in the train up with a bomb about to go off. In the I movie remember. it was as well, mm-hmm. where it was where it was the helicopter was in the train, remember? And it blew up, the yep. train blew yep. up, self-destruct mode. And the mission was with the laser watch, watch that shoot lasers, one laser, sharp, Sh- limited amount of laser too. And you have to shoot You have to get out of the train, and how you get it is a a plate on the bottom. In the movie, it was as well. And you have to cut into the steel. And in the steel, they have these bolts on the side, and you have to shoot those bolts off. But, I mean, literally, it's 10 seconds. You have to do a perfect circle, missing no bolts. You miss one bolt, you won't make it. I tried it. He tried it. You know, he's over. You know, my friend, fucking. I'll call him fucking Sander, right? He's trying. Sander tries. He's trying. I'm trying. He's trying. He's and then and, and every time in the mission you have to get to that point too so you have to do the other old shit other other shit within that time perfectly do shoot the guys get there and I would get there and I would be like one bolt away almost having a nervous breakdown and and he like he wanted to try like a couple of times and i think he got so close that he had like one bolt missing too and then it was my turn, and we've been there all fucking day. Sun, sun is out. It's a summer day. We've been there for like six hours in my room, steaming, right? Yelling. <laughs> We're like yelling. Ah, like <laughs> voice cracking. You yeah. know, my mom would like 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 come into the room, something wrong. We're like, shut up. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Trying to play. And then one time I get that. I think I get I, I as far as I remember, I blacked out from Rage cause, so I don't remember all the details. Like, <laughs> but I remember I got all the bolts and the thing opened and he thought it was funny if he would like just like, like just put his hand on the, you know, controller and press like random buttons. Yeah. And I, <laughs> and I screamed. I screamed at him smashing the controller into my head. <laughs> like into my head. Like <laughs> screaming, but you know, like a 10 or 8 or whatever the age I was. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> Like that. <laughs> and and screaming, pushing him, and like crying. Like that's how emotional I got. You know, you just get you are a kid, you just get swept away. Yeah. And we our relationship for the rest of the summer was never the same after that. Cause he saw this fucking brat side. Because he think about his perspective. He's not his family is not well off. They lived in a container. An actual fucking shipping container or what? A shipping container that's <clears throat> converted into what we say in Estonia, soyak. like where build construction workers live. You know, like a container where for, they live. For real? In
1: a fucking shipping container?
0: No, you know, like when they turn I shipping know, uh, containers. I know, a prefab
1: is what we call them, a but prefab. You
0: know, like when you have a construction site, you need somebody to yeah, yeah. watch it. Yeah. That's the house he lives in. A prefab, yeah. He's yeah, yeah. family. Fuck but it was like in a but but there was a garden around this way. It was like a house. No, it wasn't like an actual shipping thing, it just looked like that. <laughs>
1: it might as well
0: be And that. imagine when you're a small, fucking six year old, I don't know, how fucking old, really small kid. Remember looking at a house, it always looked big. And his house looked small to a six year old. So imagine it must have been real small. And and I remember feeling really bad, like being self aware. How badly I act. And imagine his perspective, yeah. Violent family, really poor, Mm -hmm. comes to this fucking next to the ocean, VMC, you know. Every day, my mom cooking, bringing McDonald's pizza. Mm -hmm. Stepdad bringing, you know, consoles. He didn't have a TV at his house. Consoles. And me, like, being such a brat. I remember just... That's stinging for, like, years. like Really? Was, Jesus Christ. Uh, no, no, no. And I swear to God, I'll still... You have that as well, right? Where you're in bed and you think of a moment in your life. Oh, yeah. I've you've many of
1: those, but, you know... Smashing a console into my head. No, no, no. I don't mean that part.
0: Just that part of me acting such a brat. You know, like, in front but of But see, you
1: look, at, you look at it as you being a brat. I look at it as, Jesus, I wish I had that passion. No. No. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, do you remember, you, used to, you cared that much... About that, about yes. this, that you fucking bash the controller into yes. your head, man. We need that passion back in yes.
0: our lives, man. Have I told you that when I used to play Need for Speed Underground One, no. I played one and two. I was so a Need for I Speed
1: Police w- thing, whatever the fuck it was. Need for Speed Most Wanted. Most wanted. That was way
0: later, uh, but uh, Underground One, Two, one of the best video games ever created. Um, and Underground One, during that time also, internet forums were a big thing, but finding information was very hard online Uh, and internet was shitty just finding people don't know now how lucky they have you know like right now you can go on youtube and search for a video at the time you had to know where the video is like the mp4 the file but when you were a kid did you have these magazines where you you got little cheat books and tip books i have those by the box still i bought all of those i said my mom took care of kid right i had PlayStation 2, PlayStation 1, all those later. Those later. were our
1: Bibles, man. They were fucked. Yeah, yeah, I
0: bought every PlayStation magazine. The official one, too. They had demos, all of them. Dude, I played everything, all of that. I love that shit. And um, the walkthroughs. But I remember uh, The Underground was on PC. Mm hmm. And my mom didn't want to play, uh, didn't want to buy games. I think that was the point where we kind of went through a rough patch financially. And I think she didn't want to buy games. And I started burning CDs, right? And then you had to crack it. Remember, you had to crack oh, yeah, it. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. And the cracker <laughs> would always, the, the serial code generator was always with some annoying MIDI music. Yeah. That didn't Still come, is, man. Didn't come from the speakers, came from inside the PC. Because, mm-hmm. you know, PCs have an internal speaker yeah, of yeah. a monotone, a MIDI speaker. Yeah. Those things. They, the still, they still do that, man. They fucking I, okay, still do that. Okay, I guess. Cunt. And, and, uh, and And there was like music off option. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, sure. Uh, I want to fucking hear this tune. <laughs> and uh, I remember I played Need for Speed Underground. And there was this one map. And I played two weeks. Remember when you would spend two, three weeks on a level? Oh, God, yeah. Remember that? Yeah, I remember, yeah. And I mean, not two, three weeks of like, I'll try Wednesday, and then on Saturday. No, every day I go home, Mm -hmm. drop my bag. I don't even take school books out. Fuck the school books. Fuck you, fuck mom, going out, skateboard. I have level. (laughs) And I would try this fucking map. This one race, this was this purple fucking Nissan. Fucking Nismo. That was the fucking enemy's car. You know, the opponent. All the other ones, fuck them. They were like the third. I passed those guys already. I would use my nitrous oxide intelligently. I would do the map perfectly. I would be ahead of him almost by a lap sometimes, mm-hmm. the main villain. And he would, at the end, almost have nitro. So much nitro. And he would boost past he'd, me. He'd rubber band.
1: He'd fucking catch up. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And I would... Ah! And I remember... <laughs> The time, it's 3 a.m., mom is in Finland, so the house is empty, so I can play all night long. I'm not going to school tomorrow, fuck you. I'm playing this game.
1: You're not even wanking, you're just playing this game, (laughs) man.
0: (laughs) Yes. And I remember maybe 3, 4 a.m., heart beating, and I pass him by a lamp and a half early what the CPU did something happened I am in third place I bumped the fourth place guy something happened he bumped into the fourth place guy by accident because usually AI at that time wasn't that advanced it worked at a very specific way he always drove very specifically yeah so did the other AIs but I like bumped an AI car who bumped into him the purple the fucking villain and he spun. So, and this never happened before. So immediately I'm like, this is it. <laughs> All I have to do is keep it together for two laps. Because the race was two laps. I do one lap. I pass him. I almost pass him like a lap and a half, I, I tell you. And then it wasn't two laps. It was like multiple laps. And then during the last lap, this motherfucker. Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. And the last straight, he catches up to me. He's right behind my corner. And I f- try to drift into that and, 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 uh, and really power steer my way out of the last fucking turn to get that, that straight and turn my nitro. I had some nitro left You're too. sweating. Though, You're guys. not. Listen, I know you have nitro. I have nitro as well, my <laughs> friend. My friend, I have nitro as well. And I take... And I oversteer a little... And I feel it fucking up. And he drives past me right before the finish line. And this was after weeks and the first time I had such an opportunity to win. Because he crashed. I could never recreate that crazy scramble in the Mm -hmm. beginning that just happened. And remember those old heavy keyboards too? Yeah. Fucking, I double underhooked the keyboard and started smashing and I bent the frame, and the keys started flying out. And the next day when I went to school, F, D, and the keys would be in my forehead, because it started (laughs) just banging, (laughs) and I bent, broke the keyboard. I bent the frame, the keys flew off, the space bar. So you were the
1: original fucking German kid screaming at a computer thing. You did it before. And I shook my
0: fat monitor. And I threw my mouse, smash, smash my mouse. Don't you miss being that passionate about something? And I was so angry. And then I don't remember what happened. I go crying by myself in this house. Next day I go to school, all cool, all good. I promised myself I'll never play this again. I took the other keyboard, it was an old keyboard anyway. I needed to use the Wave one, the Logitech Wave anyway. Mm-hmm. I got given it on Christmas. And uh, I go to school, maybe a couple of days later, maybe the day, I don't remember the story exactly, but I go to school and I speak with a kid and he's like, oh, need for speed underground, the yeah, yeah, and I talk about the level. I go, yeah, yeah, fuck, I get really emotional, you know, my like, like lip start shivering when I talk because I'm so angry still about it. I'm like, yeah, f- f- fuck it, it doesn't work, the, the game doesn't work. <laughs> and I do remember, this is funny, I do remember like pushing the keyboard into my forehead. remember, remember, thoughts from childhood i had a thought in my head i was like i don't know why this sounds so fucking i remember thinking i wish my i remember thinking like god if there's like thinking if there's a god take my sister i want to, like, i don't know why i've had the same
1: fucking thought i don't know why
0: but i remember take my sister to win this level yeah and you never did right so i speak to this kid mm and he tells me, this is what this kid tells me. He goes, oh, yeah, you downloaded the game. Remember how hard information was to get? And he goes, oh, yeah, you had that patch, right? That patch has a glitch. You have to download 1.04. And I go, what the fuck? What, what glitch? And he goes, yeah, yeah, what happens is in that level, he has unlimited amount of nitros. Like, that's what happened. They overpowered that thing. So when you put on hard mode, all the other modes, it was fine. Because the nitros, it wasn't... The other, other, all the other, other modes, he also had unlimited nitros. But because it was normal and easy, he wouldn't... The, the way they used to do difficulties, the CPUs used to be so stupid, so easy, normal, and hard, they would only do it like, oh, that he takes corners better. Like, they would actually mm-hmm. fix the route. Because he always had one route until that accident but he still had unlimited nitro. So he still took over, the CPO took over and calculated how much is needed to win. And exactly, that's why he won so, and that's why he won so close. That's why he won so close. The whole thing it's is because so the bizarre. CPO calculates. <laughs> this is what he's telling me. Yeah, but this is psychopathic, Ari. You're,
1: you're, f- <laughs> you're fucking, what? You're, you're, this was when you were a child and you're, you're, you're spelling this out to me as if you're thinking about this like <laughs> all day, every day since you were a child. Yes! You keep saying him. I never he... played video games again. <laughs> he had no drift. As if you were picturing this man in this car. car. Purple car, <laughs> This Nissan. evil fucker. Fuck Nissan. Oh man, have you ever seen a purple Nissan in public? And you... don't like, you oh, bro, I would, I would OJ Simpson. I would like, oh, see you oh. Because we all have these little, you know,
0: tense moments in video games. But
1: man, this is fresh for you. This is fucking,
0: this is still raw. No, I've had a couple of more that I really remember. And of course, there's some details. Maybe there was some, I remember it was unlimited nitros. I don't remember why exactly my map glitched. Was it the difficulty? Was it something else? But it just glitched, that level glitch. That's what happened. Because you would always replay from a checkpoint. It just happens very rarely in the game. Not with that level, but in the game that happens sometimes with the opponent.
1: I didn't even know you could patch games that that early on. I didn't know that, like, patching was a thing then, you know? So the the original
0: apparently worked, but I patched to 1.2. O2 because if you had online EA games login support, it patched it automatically. Uh, but because we cracked it, you couldn't go on. I remember oh, where, right. you, w- yeah, where you right. couldn't go Yeah. So I went on. Remember Game World? No, Serial Code World or something. Yeah, one of those dodgy Game Cheat World, yeah. something. Serials.ws, man. That was my I, one. WS, serials.ws. And I remember the crack I downloaded was so it was something wrong with that one. And, uh, I was, you know, traumatized by Clearly. this whole experience because <laughs> <Clearly>. <laughs> ever since then I, I, I have felt more of like that the world is fucking me because imagine I couldn't even win and how emotionally invested,
1: yeah.
0: how disappointed. I wish he could have said anything else to me, you know, like, oh, you need to do this or that, or you did this wrong. Oh, what you need to do is maybe before the finish line, you need to cut him off. But what he said is, no, 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 it's not even possible. You just fucked up. And it, I didn't even have a chance.
1: You're talking about this game as if you just got fucked in a divorce and you're
0: like, and this bitch did this and she fucking did this. Yeah.
1: and fucking shit.
0: But that's how, uh, that's how seriously I used to take, g- take gaming. So. Were you a Gran Turismo man at all, no? Did you ever play the Gran of Turismo Of course, games? absolutely. But not like obsessively because brrr, brrr, gets a bit boring. Brrr, what? Uh, I love GTA. Like, that was my game. But also, I love the missions. I did the missions. But my obsession was other things. Like, remember when GTA, when you would just drive and like obey the law?
1: I never did that, man. People I would have
0: said, oh, I just drive around and walk around.
1: No, I'd go around fucking. No, no, murder hunt.
0: cops oh, often. That was too. But see, what, when Vice City came out, what I started doing is, uh, and, and I've been obsessed, even in the last GTA I did it. Mm-hmm. Grand Theft Auto is an amazing game. The sandbox machine, they built the little uh, 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 Easter eggs, they hide in the video games. Amazing. Yeah. And Vice City, um, if I remember. See, GTA 3 had no helicopters. And did Vice City have them or no? No, it no, did not. No. no, I think it had helicopter. No, It didn't have planes. Vice but City no didn't planes, have planes, but helicopter, yeah. maybe.
1: Ah, oh, fucking hell, man, I don't remember. Or maybe not. Three had planes and helicopters. Four had just helicopters. No, three helicopters.
0: Had, didn't have shit. No, three didn't enough. have shit. San Andreas had all kinds of shit. Yeah. So anyway, I... GTA I th- 4
1: didn't have uh, planes because of the whole 9-11 thing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. They didn't want you flying fucking yes. plane into the Empire Building.
0: And so anyway, I remember maybe Vice City didn't have planes, whatever. So I remember like it was a bit more, it was a bit limited. And I remember like, well, what to do. And, and in Vice City, what I really started doing is what you do is, so you pick up a hookers in GTA. Mm-hmm. And they always have interesting hooker interfaces there. Remember, it was zoom into the back trunk of the car, show it shaking.
1: Yeah,
0: And then I would notice how much the hooker would take money it will always be forty bucks in Vice city. I remember it was forty bucks for a bang, twenty for a blowjob. And see, when you murder the hooker immediately after, you get the money back. But <laughs> you also right. you also get the extra. You also get the previous customers possibly. Oh yeah, for sure. So the game is you you bang the hooker, you kill him, and then you see what else did she do that day. That's exciting because <laughs> if you get if you, you get blowjob twenty bucks, you kill her eighty. So was it? Four blowjobs or was it one fuck, two blowjobs? You don't know. <laughs> right? Exciting. <laughs> well, if you don't give me helicopters, that's what I'm doing. I'm murdering hookers. Give could me helicopters. Could you fuck hookers in the last one? GTA 5. And then I would like, you know, you and and then you kill the hooker by beating it to death. And then yes. remember when you would stomp and you would do the stomp movement with the leg, but when you stopped, the body is non-activated. The code yeah. doesn't activate it, so you can't stomp. So you have to keep stomp. And I would stomp for you know, five six minutes, keep stomping. And I remember, like, <laughs> like sometimes my mom would like bring me bagels or some shit and watch me, you know, stomp. Just do that one move, Duck, duck. and then the, you know, the limp body of the prostitute, you know, the pool of blood splurting, yeah. and like her like spasming and and she and I remember my mom being like, "Oh, fun, fun, fun game." I'm like, "Fuck yeah!" It is. I remember
1: my mother watching me, um, because what I used to do is I used to kill someone and then you could put the handbrake on and spin the back wheels over the corpse which yes. would make the bloods amazing detail amazing way. exactly fucking like the attention to detail I remember her popping her head and just going that's quite violent and walking away yeah
0: not like stop you yeah, shouldn't yeah. be doing this no, 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 oh, no, no I'm no, 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 too being like oh, very fun. yeah and then, like, and then I remember when Call of Duty Modern Warfare came. I remember the uh, mission where you had to shoot up like, no Russian, yeah, no Russian mission, yeah. amazing yeah. mission. And I remember her like watching, like me, like da da in the airport, ta-da, ta-da, and just being excited, like. Watching and she's vi- like
1: uh, watching videos of that mission now because we have so many of these head-mounted actual terrorists in real life, like the guy in New Zealand and the fellow in Germany. Yes. Like it just—it's so like, huh?
0: Huh? We're doing that now, huh? It's, <laughs> I would say right now, if you did that level, very it would be quite soft.
1: But well, I, Yeah, because the graphics are dated, you know, looks kind of...
0: Yeah, but if you did that scene in the graphics of today... If we did it in real life, could you imagine? Oh, man. They, they, but they have to do, they did uh, the murder of Pablo Francisco, no, uh, Pablo Escobar, right? No. Did Who they? did they murder? No. Uh, who's the c- Cuban dictator? One call of duty. Oh, with the fucking... <laughs> Pablo Escobar. <laughs> uh, what's his name? <laughs> Pablo fucking,
1: it's on the tip of my tongue. Everyone fucking knows. Yeah. It. It's we all know it's who it the is. The guy. We just I yeah, don't remember the Cuban name. Cuban dictator. Anyway, yeah.
0: uh the murder of him was uh, one of on the missions. I I'm also wondering at at some point they're going to do they're, they're let's be honest, at some point we all know that this needs to be done like a realistic 9/11 where you play as the guy taking the plane it's over. Probably out there, you know. Or no no, this is how we could do it. This is how we pitch it to Activision. You can't be the guy who who does it. Or That's pitching this to
1: Activision specifically because they're the only ones who would take the fucking beta, I
0: suppose. No, they do the Call of Duty remakes. Used to do them. Call of Duty Two. Call of No, Duty. they still do. They still do. They lose. still do. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So we, this is how we pitch it. Can't beat the terrorist too sad, but you can ruin the plot. You can create because it's a video game. We can do whatever. Ah. So imagine being that guy. Like you're one of the passengers with inside information. Mission starts. And you have to like get into the cabin and then you see the two towers and you divert. But, <laughs> but right now, of course, emotionally, people are very invested in that, in that tragedy. There's a lot of families still hurt and it would be strange for your kid who was maybe two years old when the firefighter of a dad died. And now as a woman, you watch your kid, like, divert the plane. Like, look, mommy, I saved daddy. And you're (laughs) like, no, you didn't save daddy. There's an American
1: comedian, Pete Davidson. Is that his father died in 9-11?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then there's Steve, not Hofstetter, but Steve, Steve Hernazizi, who I met in Edinburgh. I did a gig with him, actually. A very funny guy. Very nice, too. He was such a sweetheart. You love
1: name dropping, man. You're just mad for the name dropping. No. No, no. Well, I went to Remy earlier. No, no, Louis CK was in. Stop,
0: there. stop! 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 No! 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 <laughs> I don't name drop. Listen, I could name drop. You want to name Go drop? Go ahead, name drop. That's me and Brian Regan at a gig. See, that's a name I had dinner with him yesterday, man. What do you That's a name drop. I'm saying people who are not well known, but my friends and nice ah, people I've you're, met. you're strategic
1: with your name drops. David like Mac- People who people might
0: not know. No, but David you know McDonald, those guys, they're just fucking guys I love. And hey. I love saying full names. I name drop to you. Give you I, I name drop I name you drop all the time. To you. I name drop you too, motherfucker. I go around saying, hey, do you know Ari Mati He's my friend on Facebook. And um, and he, he lied about being in 9 11, you know. And, and that's how he got into trouble because he had a big story that he told on podcast and everywhere that he was in 9-11. But then the company that he used to work for at the time was like, actually went online, went to Twitter and said, no, no, he was in Phoenix, you know, doing Yeah, it. I suppose
1: 9-11 was around that time when you could still bullshit and get away with it, kind of. But nowadays,
0: you can't Yeah, but he like, it wasn't like a bit, he like said, no, I am Survivor. And that's a very sensitive oh, I remember
1: property. that, yeah. I think Rogan talked about that on the yeah, podcast. Yeah. Didn't Which yeah. is a
0: bummer, you know. That yeah. I don't I don't I don't, I don't uh, judge him at all. I don't give a fuck. It's funny. To me it's funny. But it's just in America, uh, you know, that sort of subject is yeah. very. And it was very and remember doing gigs there too is that in Estonia, you can say I have bits about, you know, Siberian shit and there's old people at my gigs when I do theaters. There's old people there who come up and enjoy that bit and they themselves were suppressed by the soviets right like they remember uh and they don't give a fuck but in canada and america like especially in in australia you know like the aboriginal thing in canada as well it's they're very soft and i would always tackle those subjects as just because i can because i'm an outsider as well and uh, um and also i just like tackling sometimes stuff like that just it's exciting but it's so like for 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 comedians who come here they're always so
1: surprised about some of the stuff that we talk on stage even though it might be very mild like i had a bit once where there was just one line in the bit which was there's like there was a a cat trapped in a car there's a bunch of asian tourists nearby oh the cat's terrified just something stupid like that yeah yeah and i remember a, a visiting comedian came up to me afterwards and was like dude that cat joke what the fuck man what, Asian tourists, that's that's racist. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: all right. No, I've had some stuff. To- when I started in Melbourne, there was some dudes who were like, well, that's kind of racist, ain't it? Like, I remember trying to, and they were like, s- some of the people, the only people that have, that have said negative things about me are always terrible comedians themselves, and always they're jealous. Is that what they're it very is? mean as well, you know, when they're sometimes like. In Australia, especially, it would treat me like... In Canada, I got my respect because I would do good sets. I was a better comedian at that time because comedy is a meritocracy. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't always have to be. You can you can still be nice to the guys who are not good. You don't have to be an asshole. And in Melbourne, there were a couple of comedians. You know, I would do like a joke. That would be like, true, kind of rough. I was a beginning comedian. What do you expect? Mm-hmm. And sure, some of them... We're a bit out there. And I remember like, a couple of them you know, being like really like confronting me in front of their, you know, faggy friends, like, you know, telling me like, I'm going to be the one and being like, Ari, that's a very racist bit. And then they can all be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, such an interesting. I'm like, well, but don't come for two months. Give me slack. This is
1: why I couldn't hack it in a place like that because I wouldn't. I would just. I'd lose my shit if someone ever. If someone ever came up to me and said, "Hey, that's fucking," you can't fucking say that. Yeah, but there were things.
0: But also, no, no. What you have to understand, I'm always open for perspective in the sense of if somebody says that's offensive because of that, 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 No, no. I'm saying, yeah. and he open, and it opens my eyes. That's different. I wouldn't do the bits I did back then. Of course, that's different. What I mean is the intention of. It's not like they were actually offended. It's because in front of their friends and they are they want to say, look at what I noticed, mm-hmm. right? They want to involve. And that's what I really hate uh, in terms of like when people, when you say this is racist, this is homophobic, and then you say why, I'm open to a conversation at all times because there is lots of chauvinism lots of homophobia all that of course there is of course uh-huh, yeah. and that's more also what i hate when people tell you something it's ra- and you're like yeah of course it's racist that's part of the bit are we gonna uh- see this is what this is what annoys me when sometimes liberal uh maybe really really far liberal comedians and as you said before remember when you said Vancouver a hotbed yeah. of liberal mm-hmm. i do not agree with that because That's just what I
1: hear. I have never been there.
0: But then Melbourne Mm -hmm. the same. That's all you hear. But then you go there and you get away with shit when you are funny, Mm -hmm. right? Then you understand, oh, that's why it's liberal. No, it's not liberal. It's just people are tired of hearing like fucking these fucking 40-minute, you know, like headliner comedians that do the same 10 minutes for 10 years. Then they go on with the leather jacket and they're like, my wife's a cunt. Women Mm -hmm. are cunts. And you're like, oh, wow. Wow, you just complain. And then all hack... You know, racist fucking observations, Asians driving, all that shit. Like not not and, and intention is where it's at. Right? Yeah. So I don't get offended on behalf of that comic. I get offended on behalf of comedians. Because it's a lazy style that you're writing. The joke is lazy and but I still see no mean. If I if I don't see me if I don't see if I see the intention is still to entertain, I would never be offended on behalf of that. But then there are, you know, liberal comedians and some liberal audiences that do search to be offended. But that's just a different, that's just, you know, I don't agree with that at all. My, my like, favorite frustration. And then it. they say, so, sorry, my point was, and then they say, you know, uh, uh, sorry for interrupting. Yeah, no, and, the, and then they say, you know, like, like oh, you can't, like, you know when they say, you can't say rape on stage. Uh-uh, you can It's just you have to understand, you're saying rape, that's a heavy word, has a lot of weight. That's a 700-pound word. And you have to be sure that you're a 1,000-pound comic before you say words that weigh 700 pounds. But that was Patrice O'Neill's point, right? You remember
1: years ago, he had to defend Opie and Anthony on, he went on, I think it was Hannity after um, Opie and Anthony had this black homeless guy, Homeless Charlie, came on. <laughs> yeah, and he, I made, he made a joke about uh, raping. Well, he didn't make a joke. He just said he wanted to rape Condoleezza Rice, right? Now, Opie and Anthony were, were on the edge of being suspended at the time. And Patrice O'Neill went on Hannity on Fox News and said, look, as a comedian, I, I, I'm fighting for funny. I'm fighting for the right to joke and they had this offended like pr woman on uh-huh. who was like no you just you can't say it. you can't say that you can't say rape you know you you just can't say it and he was like bitch w- you can like you, like the whole point was you like if it's funny yeah it's funny absolutely and also uh, uh also uh, and if I, it's not funny his point was if it's not funny he still wants to fight for the right for the to make the attempt at a joke about, about rape
0: and we have to understand rape is hilarious and we have to understand that when you say you can't say this so you're trying to tell me that we're going to try to pretend that there's this magical world around us mm-hmm. where sadness doesn't exist why if we go into the trenches why is humor so important to a culture you know throughout wars there used to be there used to be stories for uh, in in the first and second world war when uh, when uh, uh, you know like uh, there would be you know soldiers would be in the trenches mm-hmm. opposing sides would come together for tea and share a few anecdotes and then go back and kill each other yeah but
1: you know, a lot of those stories were bullshit, but there was a few oh, that were absolutely were true. no, no, no.
0: <laughs> absolutely. I know, of course. Um, you know, that that's a that's a very like a like a novel way of thinking it. I don't mean sharing tea, but what I mean is maybe. So let's say maybe what I really and I do. Let's be honest. It happened a hundred percent as bombs were. You could hear bombs dropping. There's jokes being told between one another in war, not only between soldiers. You mm-hmm. know, fucking. It's been known throughout history that. You know, when fucking Poland got bombed, you don't think in Germany they fucking went to a theater and just looked... I mean, people are dying. There's a war. But humor, people go to theater. You don't think Hitler ever came to fucking work and was told everybody an anecdote? Hitler, Hitler was full of jokes, man. No, I'm just, I'm just saying. You know, I'm just saying. No, I'm serious. He was actually very funny. I guy. believe that, of course. Anecdotes are great. Everybody wants to laugh in terms of humor. And there's a lot of comedians that lift those words that are heavy, such as I said, and they lift them up and, you know, that takes the weight off off the trauma in some sense, right? How are we supposed to... If if nobody can say rape, you're trying to tell me that a female comedian maybe who has had a terrible sexual assault happen to her and she's now at the 15, 20-year mark of headlining, she's an amazing comedian and she has a unique perspective... That would not only make you laugh, but it would also make you think. You're trying to tell me she can't say it. And then also, li- and then always liberals go, well, yeah, but also you can say that because she's a woman. Well, now if we go into, yeah, guys like Patrice O'Neill, mm-hmm. Louis Ike, you know, dead baby jokes, all that shit. You're trying to tell me that's not funny. That's very funny. Hilarious. That's hilarious because he not only lifts that word up, he fucking throws it in the air, does a, does a somersault and catches it. Yeah, That's impressive. But it's all about how the words are used. Pe- people are focused on the words themselves, saying
1: "rape," bad word, um, "faggot," bad word, "nigger," bad word. All these are bad words. You can't say them without even thinking how. You remember Louis C.K.'s first big, massive mainstream hit bit was the the deer that he hit? You faggot cunt nigger deer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like if you just if you just say faggot cunt nigger deer. Like, yeah, it's, it's, why would you, hmm, that's weird. But also in that bit, it's an, it's
0: an amazing bit because it's an inside perspective of what you really think in your head because yeah. it's such a visual bit of, you can exactly hi- imagine buying a car, not getting insurance because you don't have the cash because you got a brand new car, not getting a dent on it, and then a deer hitting a you. get cunt, nigger deer. Yeah, and then and you, you say, Yeah, And that's, you know, and I used to have a, in Canada, I had a bit, and that was a very controversial couple of bookers did and book. See, that's another thing. When bookers would come up to me, they would always be so nice when I would say offensive words. Like if I would slip a faggot in there, they would come up to me and say so nicely. And that is a total different thing for me. I, because it's your room. I'm playing in your ground. I'm not some superstar comedian. I'm doing a spot. I don't want to ruin people. I don't want to make them feel offended. It's your room. Absolutely. If a room says it's clean only, it has to be clean only. I respect it. It's your room. I'm not this fucking... And that's another thing that a lot of those comedians do go for, especially those pretty hacky comedians that go, liberals are out of control. Comedy has been ruined. No, comedy is good as it's ever been mm-hmm. because people are more aware than they've ever been. Now is a time to write new and better jokes and that's amazing, right? I'm not on that per- uh, specter as well and bookers would come up to me but there was this one bit, I do remember one booker come out to me uh, but saying like, I, I I have to ask you, don't say faggot. Uh, you can't say faggot in this room but I have to say that was amazing and then later, She even wrote to me, I'm sorry that I had to be like that. I don't mean anything. I still want to respect your creative. And I was like, of course, don't even, you know, sweat it. But I remember the bit vaguely, it was just an open mic. And the bit vaguely that I worked on was that, that like, that's, that's how your relationship gets to a new level. When you're a couple, and you start saying like racial slurs to one another, but you're both white. That's when you know your oh, relationship yeah, is a, is a next level. It's better Because now <laughs> the inside, exactly. Because <laughs> yeah. now the inside get outside, yeah. and you let your inside outside, and now we can have some fun, right? <laughs> like saying the N word around some chick you love and you bang. That's fun. I'm telling you. Yeah, that's the, fun. It's the best. Uh, that's the best situation. And that I was say. my, I remember my bit. and uh, and and still. It did well in front of audiences even because everybody knows my context and my intention. There's no evil in this intention, only laughter and humor. And I think people read that pretty but well.
1: When context goes out the window, then fucking people are... True,
0: absolutely. Man. But uh, just those I, are all people who are losers.
1: Just uh, to, I, w- I was going to tell you the story of, because th- this was before you came back, of the, the most offended... Rightfully so, offended comedian whoever came to Estonia was this Jewish guy. I don't even rem- remember his name, but he was very—he was a New York, a Brooklyn Jew, like a really Jew. He's—he was very Jewish, and he gets. On he, stage. Was he famous?
0: No, Louis he, Katz. He was opened he?
1: for Felicity Ward. Uh, no, not Louis Katz. No, no, no. He was a, a young guy, so he came over here anyway. He did a show in Vabalava. He opened for Felicity Ward, got on stage doing his bit, and out of nowhere for no reason whatsoever Marcus Toots yells from the like (gasps) fry!" no he just screams this guy. no (laughs) and he kind of heard it but kept kept going oh that's I was right behind the curtain uh, because I was recording the audio at the time and he came up to me and he was like did this guy really just say uh, fry' at me and I was like yeah now I didn't know Marcus at the time Marcus wasn't doing comedy at the time he was just a guy in the audience Fry. and I had to explain to him, well, Estonia was technically Uden Fry, I don't know why this gentleman has yelled this out at you, but yeah, but it it was just so fucking viscerally anti-Semitic, and it came out of nowhere. Oof. And
0: of course, of course, it course was Margus. Of course, of course, it was Marcus. That's so funny. <laughs> if you know, and if you hear the story, and you're like, "That's terrible," go. Go Smargo's Thoughts on Facebook and then you'll laugh. <laughs> Come on, you see the fucking cemetery he, he picture he with, his with his it. mom. <laughs> he <laughs> gets away Oh, the cemetery yeah. picture. I had fuck that as my background. Man. I had that as my background for months in your Canada. phone background. As my phone background, I'm a shitty Samsung phone in Canada. I had that as my background and I laughed, laughed and what laughed. What a legend, man. What, what a, a legend.
1: I'm, I'm going on a pizza date with him tomorrow, so we'll see. We'll be yelling you fry at people. Yeah, that's an uncomfortable
0: experience. I remember one uncomfortable experience as well with uh, a very funny gentleman named Dane Baptiste, right? Oh, yeah. He's been here, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah he's been here. You see that poster right there? Oh, I do, See yeah. that show, right? I did a spot just uh, just before that, right? More, Greg, na- more name dropping from Ari, Go Gregor. on. No, he's a great guy. I'm fucking shit. So that po- look at the poster. See that look he has on his face? I do. He looks of- like Daniel Cormier, actually. A couple of people. Pic- he- fuck. Uh, but a couple of of pictures uh, he's had more or him uh, uh, wearing a very beautiful uh, he's a beautiful man a very beautiful uh, earpiece Uh uh, stuff uh, necklace very nice so so he does a show so he he does a show right I think it was Ken Globe yes that's the first one February 14th he does a shopping he does a show in Ken Globe I do a spot he's a great comedian goes on stage and i could i could see i could just see it in the audience that from this poster from him walking into the room looking at him maybe not googling him they expect him to be black and he is black but mm-hmm. they expect him to be hood they are ex- a race what I'm saying is people are racist in the crowd. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Yeah. And I could just see it for some reason. And I remember him going on stage and as soon as he opened his mouth, you know, he goes on stage and he goes, you know, <laughs> it's quite interesting isn't it? sometimes in in the world when you travel and you observe a man and you observe a nation and, and you could, and I could see people immediately like, like, and then for ten minutes, it's weird, and he keeps going. Uh, you know, fortification is quite—it's uh, <laughs> quite irregular, <laughs> regular. Yeah, you know, it's uh, the Saudi Arabian funds, <laughs> often wise, uh, as being said by Prince Andrew himself. You know, and could, and then he starts get and because he's a great comedian, he starts killing. He starts killing. Does his thing. Closes great show comes off stage, looks at me immediately. And he goes, yeah, the fucking 10 minutes was weird. Ain't it? It was and I don't know, in my head, how do I, and I didn't say anything, just because I don't want to be a fucking asshole. Mm. But in my head, I was like, should I try to explain? Like, listen, they thought, I don't, you know, we're not, right, ra- we're not, ra- we just, they thought you're going to be, you know, a, a, a black guy. <laughs> you know, they thought like mud off- Madoff was trying to make, no! These <laughs> bitches in this town be out of control. That's what people, you know, they wanted to explode. Because mm-hmm. I remember, remember Ahmed Beron from Sweden? I very do. funny. Yeah. I remember him going, to, I remember one of my first sets that I ever saw an International Comedian was him at Drink Bar with my sister. I remember him going on stage, grabbing the mic from Eric, very nice American man, talks about Skype, Says witty jokes about weather, climate, and booze. <laughs> witty jokes. I'm bringing to the stage, your headline, Ahmed, and he grabs the mic, goes, "What's up, motherfucker?" And I remember the, I remember like the vibe in the room, and I remember the front. There was no row; where everybody stood. But the front guy, he grabbed like a chair, started shake and kill, God gah, 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 killing. You know, my sister crying, laughing. Motherfuckers, white pieces of shit. Are y'all racist and shit? Huh? Are y'all racist? <laughs> this is the only gig I've done where you know, where where, where where people know who you are before you walk on stage. Only brother in the town. And then there was one guy, a bass player, uh, uh, James. Uh, uh, James Wirtz, James Wirtz World Project. He's lived in Estonia for a couple of mm-hmm. years. He was at the gig too, and he goes, my brother on the back, James. And and just killing Baba, because it's exact, because in, you know, it's it's he's a great comedian, he's a great crusher, but also in that time, we had not seen black, good stand-up performers, except on YouTube, where Kevin Hartz and the very, very flamboyant, very animated black it's gentleman. It's a different
1: kettle of fish when they're standing in front of you one stage. Ex- the- it hits you. Yeah. <laughs> I was
0: crying laughing, and I swear to God, I was shell-shocked on how funny he was. Just because it's so funny. So f- energy, so funny. And also you've watched, I watched Dave I watched Chris Rock, I watched Eddie Murphy, and now somebody as talented as they are. And, uh, you know, and how do I say this to Mr. Dane? How do I look at him and go like, listen, it's just that we didn't know that you guys can be... You know like intelligence. You know smart. like No no no. You said that, not me. You hey, said that. Hey, fucking lay it all on me, man. I mean, you know, I don't, you know, I didn't know as his poster says, see, masterfully crafted, a striking set, outstanding, powerful and persuasive. These are things that I would, you know, people did not expect to say about him. Mm-hmm. They expected to say great energy, you know, real, you know, giraffe voices fucking the stool, you know, even the stool was getting sweaty. You know, like, stuff like that. But I just remember thinking, like, see, that's why... that's why, And that's so Estonian to be racist like that. To not be racist, but just be, like, you know, like... It's not racist. You, just... you all you all jump and uh, tell... Yeah, you know, yeah. You all... But it doesn't come from hate. It just comes exactly. from... Exactly. And, and I protected him when we walked out. I had to keep him because I knew that there'd be motherfuckers, dumb motherfuckers, like dudes... Coming up and being like, I expect, so funny, I expect a black man to be, you know, happy. But you very, you know, I even think that maybe really a Baltic Rail is not a good idea. <laughs> you know, shit like that. Yeah. And I just had to guard him, like, don't talk. Well, go on, just before, listen, there'll be people hearing this to be mad. Before you get mad. Who's getting mad? Listen. I suppose there'll be a lot more. We're gonna there'll, gonna be a lot
1: of, there'll be a lot of thirsty women listening to this podcast. We're gonna break
0: new numbers with me being on. There'll be do triple digits. It be a hundred. <laughs> after
1: that after that need Need for Speed Purple Nissan guy story, they'll be sliding off the chairs, man. But there's lads driving around. Before stone,
0: you get angry, go Smargus Thoughts on Facebook. And as soon as you see You understand. He's not racist. He's not anti-Semitic. He's retarded. He
1: has no no filter. He has no filter.
0: No, no, no. no. This is not an issue of filtering. Trust me. He's He's retarded though. He's a lawyer for fuck's sake. Yes, but... Is he?
1: (laughs) (laughs) If lawyers had a short bus, maybe he's on it. (laughs) No, listen.
0: Is he... Will there ever be a case where somebody's gonna be like, "Let's ask Tutsa"? <laughs> He's gonna be my public defender,
1: man. <laughs> oh my god! When, when the time comes. Yeah. But Ari, look, thanks for coming on. I Thank you so much. Uh,
0: you're, uh, I have to say, you've always been a good friend of mine. Uh, I've missed that. I haven't seen you around the scene. You're always so funny. Uh, a lot of people in the scene, uh, open mic, uh, open micers and comedians alike, have missed you. Everybody keeps telling me you're funny. You're always so funny. And uh, and I wish you all the best. I appreciate it. I wish you would do, and I understand, maybe comedy not for you, but whatever you're doing, I wish you the best and just know that you're a great guy and I appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, man. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks a million. Thank you. Goodbye, everyone. Uh, no.